Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 39 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and we are available on all major podcast apps. And if you uh, use Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review. And if you're feeling generous, you can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash donate to donate to the show. I'm Gerard DeCholio here with Paul Vosh. Paul, we finally have a resolution to a big mystery. Yeah. Well, we kind of have a re re resolution to it, but at least now we know the actual status of those two after being told that there is no update on the status like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you were wondering, and maybe you've probably already heard the news by now, but Kenya Okada and Yasu Takayano have left NOAA. Uh, the way that it said, the NOAA put it out, but who knows? It sounded like they wanted to leave, mm -hmm. but uh, 
who really knows? Yeah, I mean, there's really no information at all about this. I think Joe talked about it on the flag trip last week, where he tried to like ask around, like if there's anyone being willing to like give any kind of indication what happened. But apparently, like, no one is talking, or just no one knows as well. Like maybe this was something that completely happened behind like closed doors or whatever, and there's legitimately only like it's Yano and Okada and like one or two other people in Noah that even know what happened. But mm-hmm. yeah, so those two are gone now. It like it like even if it was kind of a thing where it's like a mutual agreement to part ways, it still doesn't sound like an amicable split. Let's put it that way. No, but wait, there's not. There's more drama or mystery among the Noah Young guys. Junta Miyawaki's push has evaporated. Yeah. yeah. He's just a complete jobber. He's, and that's actually the thing, right? Like, again, it's really, it's a really weird situation because they bring him back at the end of last year with like a really good look and like immediately give him a title match. He gets over in a title match. Those like, at least from like a outside perspective, does really well. He he gets good crowd reactions, and then they do the thing where they say, like, oh, he's gonna go back to Mexico, and there's really no evidence he ever did, because as far as I know, there's no record of him having any matches for, like, the, what, like, three, four-week period where he allegedly was back in Mexico? It was, like, two months from, like, end of February to end of April. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, so he, so he leaves after the mood of retirement, right? About that, I think there was like some spot show shortly yeah. after. Yeah, so like he he's gone basically for two months. There's no real evidence he did anything in those two months, and he comes back with a significantly worse look. Like I think that's like I think that's a very uncontroversial statement, right? Because his look that he had earlier was much better. It's just a basic junior look, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, he also it, looks like, like he you know. aged like ten years in, in two months as well. <laughs> Um, and he just is just like a complete jobber, just got like one win over Hiroki in his comeback, and that's it. Like, he's literally been like the guy, not even just on losing team, but he's the guy taking the fall every single time as well. And it is just kind of curious. Again, there's no one saying anything out there, but I mean, it clearly seems like either they've lost faith in him, completely unrelated, or it's related in some way to this whole like Kenya Okada and Yasutaka Yano situation where either he didn't want to leave or wasn't punished as harshly as those two or there is actually if we want to like go kind of with spicy like I don't know like theories there's also the other situation that is currently going on uh, over in Dragon Gate with Takuma Fujiwara and SP Kento uh, leaving uh, that promotion as the guys over on Open the Voice K talked about like extensively on their recent episode. And why I think maybe there's something there is Junta Miyawaki was there with them in Mexico pretty much the entire time. And he was teaming a lot with Takuma Fujiwara. So like I don't know. Like I I don't like I said, I don't I haven't heard anything. I don't know, but it is kind of curious that there's two major events happening with two young like wrestlers leaving their home promotions and Junta Miyawaki is kind of connected to both of them and at the same time he loses his push. These all mm-hmm. could be completely unrelated, but 
they also could not. Be, it wouldn't shock me if it was related to either of them or both of them. Absolutely. But then I'm leaning towards maybe with uh, Fujiwara and Kento because, like, I mean, what happened to Yano and Okada was enough for them to get tossed out of the promotion, or maybe they, it was, you know, they both agreed to leave. I don't know. I mean, not just that, but they Miyawaki got pulled stayed. off the show at the last second, and June never was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe Miyawaki was behaving badly in Mexico or wanted to go back to Mexico or something, and it's they just don't think it was as major as what Okada and Yano did. Yeah. I mean, the, the I Open the Voice Gate guys kind of alluded to some behavioral issues with Kento and uh, Fujiwara as well. Um, so mm-hmm. who knows? Like again, it's extremely hard to say like what actually happened. But it seems like at least like Fujiwara and Kento were like part like are like partying it up a lot in Mexico. So who knows if something like that happened there, and that's why Junta like yeah I I don't know like it's extremely hard to say what actually happened. But it wouldn't shock me if it's related to the Mexico thing because simply because he was there with them the entire time. Yeah. So now, do you think that Junta's situation is like a punishment for six months and then they'll push him again? Or do you think he, they're like, no, you're, uh, this is you? I mean, the fact that they changed his look doesn't really make me very confident. But I mean, what other choice do they really have? Like, unless, like if it's not something that is bad enough to like let him go, right? then really the smart thing here is like you kind of like have him eat shit for like six months a year or even a little bit longer than that. And then you can start pushing him again because he's still pretty young. He's like, what, 25, I think? 25, 26. Yeah, so it's not like, yeah, ideally you want to like get him like into a position if you want to like make him your ace. But you can probably like hold off on it for a little bit longer and it won't damage him. But it's also like, especially with Yano gone now, like, what is the choice do you really have in terms of your junior division? Because who else is there that is like a homegrown, like, not even just a homegrown, but just a younger guy in the junior division that you can reasonably make, like, the next guy up once, like, Hayata, who, like, I mean, we have to admit for greater teeth, is the ace of the junior division. Like, once Hayata, like, is... Like, who's the next guy up after Hayata? There isn't really anyone there that is, like, youngish. Like, I like Amakusa, but, like, Amakusa is not the next guy up. He's, like, 38. Yeah. All the other guys are in there. 30. Seki Yoshioka. Yeah. I mean, Katoge, you know. there's one guy who is surprisingly young, because Ata is only, like, 30, 31. Mm. So... And I would actually expect him, because now that he's more or less kind of done with Dragon Gate, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he's actually full-time Noah, like, sooner than we think. Right. But, I mean, there is there is kind of a lot of mileage on that body as well, because I actually looked that up recently, because it was like, well, eight, I, I knew that Ata is still kind of young, because but Dragon Gate wrestles like an insane schedule. Like, he actually has only 100 matches less than Go Shiozaki. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, and not mind you, Goes had a few like he's out with injury for a while. Like. Yeah, and Ata never really had a major injury, as far as I know. But still, like I mean, but Ata is definitely like a guy where I could see them. And it clearly seems like that's what they're doing, right? Like, they've turned him face, they have him in the suit with Ogawa, he's, like, in a really prominent position. So, but still, like, that's one guy. Like, you still need, like, other people in there, in that junior division. And I think Junta is definitely, like, they have to push him eventually. If it's, like I said, if it's not something that is so bad that they need to let him go, then I mm-hmm. think eventually they have to turn back to him simply because there isn't anyone else, and he is really good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It'll just be... Uh, he'll benefit from the circumstances, assuming that their dojo continues to operate at a snail's pace. Can we just, uh, can we just briefly touch as well on like how bad the Noah dojo is? Because <laughs> like, I think that whole discussion came up when Yano and, uh, and Okada left, and we were talking about it in the Voice of Wrestling Discord. Like the Noah Dojo, mm-hmm. like if you just look at like the current roster, there's not a lot of people on there that are like current Noah Dojo guys. There's almost like more like Wrestle One Dojo guys than there are Noah Dojo yeah. guys. Yes. And there's literally only one the guy. Junior division. Yeah. So I mean the junior division is like half of it is Osaka Pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just poached Osaka Pro when it went down. And that's how they covered up the holes in the junior division basically. But like also like heavyweight wise, mm-hmm. it's like how many like undoubtedly like success stories are there from the Noah Dojo that are like pure Noah Dojo? Go and Segura. Segura, yeah, but he was a bit older. Go, I would say, is one. Kaito, yeah, is on that path. But then it already gets is rough. He? I mean, he's in the G1. Yeah. So well, let's. I, Talk yeah, about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I, I have opinions on him being okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to talk about that now. Well, I might as well, yeah. since you brought it yeah, up. Yeah, so I, I am now, now that uh, Go, uh, Go uh, now that Kaito has been announced for the G1, I am actually fully, Kaito is getting his win over Kata back pills. So, yeah. Really? Because why I'm else still are we skeptical. Because, um, I don't know, because they just figure putting him in the G1 is like publicity. I mean, yeah, but like he had this entire story before. I mean, I guess we'll find out like literally tomorrow or whatever uh, with altogether. If there's any kind of interaction with them there, then I and if they're in the same block, then I think he's definitely getting his one back. Because what else are we doing here? Uh, does he go to the semis? If there are semis, I don't even know if they're going to be with two blocks. Well, there has to be. Oh, we don't even know if there are two blocks. There's four, there's four blocks. Uh, oh, did they already Well, we don't them? know for sure. Well, no, but I mean, I, they got to do four blocks, right? I mean, you could do two blocks of 16 each, which is a lot, but I think Chris yeah, but Sansa actually kind of looked into like the layout of the shows, and it makes more sense for it to be two blocks than four blocks. Because they have two knights and uh, Sumo Hall at the end. Huh. So that makes sense of like the block finals. Okay, but how many people are going to survive this tournament if it's 15 matches each? Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
I I don't know. I mean, I mean we'll see. I guess we'll see. Like I think we'll get the announcements for that soon, and I think then we'll get a better idea on how they're actually going to book Kaito in this tournament. But I don't yeah. know. To me, it just I don't know. It just makes too much sense. I know that that's like a little bit of false hope. Again, my hope is too much. But like, look, I can't help being an optimist because it, like it doesn't make much sense being anything else, and anything else is just miserable. So I chose to be an optimist on this, and I think Kaito's getting his win back over Carter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, could it be that Kaito pins Okada in the altogether main event? Ah, uh, that would be such a bad way <laughs> to do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess someone has to take the fall on that one, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, okay, would you believe it's more likely that Kaito gets his win back over Okada if Okada pins Kaito here? Out here at tomorrow, it all together. Yes. So I would actually almost prefer Kaito. I know it's like the memes and everything, and Kaito loses all the time. But like, I think it actually makes more sense for Kaito to lose at all together if he then beats Okada in a singles match again. Yeah, I would say that makes sense. Could build to it. We'll see. I don't love that idea, but it does make sense. I mean, then again, if um, they do do semis, and o- Kaito beats Okada in a semi-final of the G1, that's a big deal, and then he can lose to whoever is like winning the G1, and that doesn't damage him at all. Right. And New Japan doesn't have to burn off a big match for the G1 final, which is something they like to do. Right. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I th- well, I mean, I think the next chapter of the story happens on all altogether. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's very safe to say because why put them in a match otherwise? Yeah. Uh, so the next item of news we're going to start off with is uh, Yuji Okabayashi announced he's going on hiatus because he wanted said he wanted to wrestle till he's about forty and he's going to make a decision. Paul, what do you think? Is this like just a hiatus, or is this a backdoor exit from Big Japan? I actually think this is. I, I think this is hiatus because to me it seems like really he was like okay I've reached this age now I wanted to wrestle until I'm here this, like I've reached my goal now and now I need to think do I actually want to keep putting my body through this or not because yeah so and but I also feel like he's a guy that like he really very clearly like still enjoys wrestling and he can still go so mm-hmm. I think him just taking some time off and just reflecting on things, I think he just gets that itch back and just comes back in like, I don't know, a month, two months, whatever time, however, however long it will like take him to come to that decision. But I also don't feel like this was like the last we've ever seen of Yuji Okabayashi. Because I actually, right. I actually got the news of his hiatus uh, while I was watching the uh, recent uh, Big Japan tag title match between Astronauts and Strong BJ uh, at Gurken, mm-hmm. which really good, by the way. That's a four-star match. Like, go and, like, look that match up. It's really, really good. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's Astronauts versus Strong BJ. Like, those guys always excel when they're, like, in a ring with each other. But, oh, uh, like, to, like, spoil the outcome of the match, Yuji Okabayashi actually taps out for uh, at the finish there. And that makes a lot more sense oh. now that he, like, announced that he's going on hiatus. Yeah, 
Okay, so that makes sense. Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I I saw people speculating instantly that he's leaving, but there's little evidence of yeah. it. Yeah, he could have, like, here's the he point. hasn't left. Yeah, exactly, he hasn't left, right? He hasn't left yet already, so why now? Yeah, exactly, he could have done this at any point over the last 10 years, and I know, like, company loyalty and everything, but no one would blame him, including Big Japan, if he chose to leave Big Japan to get a better payday somewhere else. Because everyone, I think, is aware of right. like, the reality of the situation. But he's like loyal to them, and he actually like kept them alive with like his booking fees and like outside companies and all of that. But I'm sure like other companies did probably like make like some offers to him, be like, "Hey, when the contract runs out, do you want to like come here?" So yeah, if he, I think at any point over the last ten years he could have chosen to do this, and he pretty much would have had like free pickings of like the promotion. In Japan, he could have gone to. So yeah. Why do this now? Like that doesn't like, and why do it in this way? Where he probably could have just been like, "Hey, yeah, I'm leaving Big Japan and I'm going here," or they could have done what they did with like Kawakami, where uh, they had where Great bought out Kawakami's contract from Big Japan, and they got like Big Japan got like a nice payday, uh, right. for him leaving. Like they could have done something like that with Okabayashi, where like he goes to like Noah or whatever. Like, maybe, like, when the cyber fight buyout happens and Noah all of a sudden is, like, rolling in money and needs talent, they could have done, like, oh, yeah, Noah buys out Okabayashi's contract and he goes there. So, like, I don't think he would do it this way because he could have just done it any other way. Yep, for sure. I think uh, I think he'll be back after a break. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. Like, how long, how long do you think, though? Because my thing, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm being, like, like I think like three weeks, but that seems like really low. <laughs> well, he's got a booking in all Japan next week. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. He still has to finish off his bookings. Yeah. So, however, yeah. when his like hiatus actually starts, I'm like I would say maybe he's back after the summer because he's just like I'm gonna take off the summer, just like lay on the beach, just chill, and then come back after the summer. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, takes like six months off and comes back in like 2024. Yeah, that's actually a good one as well, where he comes back for like New Year's and everything, or for like the 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 yeah the New Year's Eve tag tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that as well, but I I don't think this is a permanent. I think I don't think this is like him finishing his career because quite honestly, if he actually wanted to hang it up. I think he would have just announced that he's retiring. Yeah, exactly. I don't expect yeah. that. I, and that way, like Big it. Japan could have made some money on his retirement show, and they didn't. And he didn't do that. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is legitimately him. Just I think in his mind, he's like, "Oh, I actually I reached all my goals, so I need to think about this." But yeah, I think deep down, he probably knows as well that he's gonna keep going. Like, at least unconsciously. And that's why he, like, did this thing instead of just yeah. retiring. Yeah. For sure. Uh, next up, just a couple of notes. Uh, Stan Hansen has arrived in Japan. I saw it on Instagram this morning. Uh, now, he was already announced to be at the Oda Ward Gym Show for All Japan on the 17th. And he was doing, like, some talk battles with, like, Kobashi and stuff like that. But I wonder now, is he going to be at All Together again? I mean, have they announced yet when he is exactly going to be in Japan? 
he arrived. Oh, so he's already there. I mean, then yeah, he's got to be That's when I brought it up because he arrived. He's he like they picked posted a pic of him in the airport. Oh, yeah. I mean, then I think he's definitely gonna be there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, further all out notes: Ishikawa is out for this show and the show for All Japan on the eleventh uh, with a fever. Uh, so Kojima is replacing him at All Together again, and then Kohei Sato is replacing him on the All Japan show on Sunday the 11th. Uh, so, I mean, he'll be back soon. He got tired out by Hokuto Amori. <laughs> so for those that don't know, yes. Hokuto Amori posted a picture where him and, Yuji, uh, him and Shuji Ishikawa were sleeping in a bed together to prepare for their match with Axis. So clearly, Ishikawa couldn't keep up with Hokuto Omori's stamina. And it's a fever that keeps him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since all together is tomorrow, I mean, how much should we go over the show even? Uh, I think... Do I think I will get this edited and out before the show happens tomorrow? Probably. I mean, I am going to a beer garden right after we finish recording. And maybe I'll be sober enough to edit it afterwards. <laughs> Let's just go really briefly and say what are you most excited for. Let's do that. Well, I would say the main event. Yeah. Uh, the top four, the top four matches. I mean, because you've got the uh, Lij versus Nagata Suwama and Anzai, and then you got good looking guys versus just five guys. Yeah. Which was like the last match announced. Yeah, I'm, sad. I'm have... so sad about that. I really wanted the memes to keep going, but no, Drake is technically booked on a New Japan show. It's sad. Well, he's not booked to the G1, though. <laughs> yeah, I just love that Kaito is just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be in the G1, and Drake is just there, just, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so it's Sonata, Kanemaru, Taka versus Jake Lee, Yohei, and Tadasuke. And then the junior, the, the semi-main event junior battle thing, I think, will be great. I am actually looking forward to Omori versus, uh, Omori and Kojima versus Axis as well. Actually, I think I look forward to that more now than I did when it was Ishikawa and Omori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that will be pretty good, honestly. I mean, even though the finish for that is pretty clear, but like, I think it's still going to be a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite well. Uh, that's one of the most clear finishes on the show. Yeah. Well, that and Shota Umino versus Yoshitatsu. Yes, yes. No, that is the other one as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, thanks for coming, Yoshitatsu. Well, to be fair, and the match before that, which is Zack Sabre and Kose Fujita versus Chris Ridgeway and Sean Legacy, which like... Thanks for coming, Kosei, but, like, you're taking a finisher here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it will be, I think, a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope there are some surprises. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think definitely, yeah. I, I assume the show's probably going to be, like, selling well as well. What I'm looking forward to is where they said that they were going to do, like, different sections for different fans. I think if that's going to be mm-hmm. noticeable on the broadcast and like where like the cheering comes from and everything. Yeah, that's interesting. 
but yeah, it also, if you want to listen to a review of the show, it's probably going to come to you uh, a lot quicker than you might think, because I am actually going to be recording with the uh, Super Jcast guys on Saturday. So that one will prob like will post that show most likely on like both of both of our feed as well as the uh, Super Jcast feed as well as the general like Voice of Wrestling podcast network feed as well. So that's coming out, I guess, like I don't know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at some point there. So look forward to that one. Yeah, so it'll be a quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> and then. Yeah, because we won't go into the matches in too much detail, other than that is a weird uh, All Japan versus New Japan, or All Japan versus United Empire lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's like very, that's like very weird blurred lines for like All Japan there. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a lot of people uh, that so... get along. Like. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Because the Saitos have had beaten like Sato and Dan, and then Honda. They body back his, his tag partner not that long ago. <laughs> oh yes, of course. So, I wonder if that plays into the finish. I actually wouldn't be shocked if there's some sort of like miscommunication. But I guess the Saitos can take the fall since you know they are the uh, Glee, oh. uh tag champions now. Yeah, okay. I Did you watch the match? No, I actually haven't watched that one yet. I have watched it. It's uh, the only match from that show I watched. I heard, though, that was a good show. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty good match. I can't say it was, like, great, mm -hmm. but uh, I thought the, the Saitos looked solid, and, you know, them going, you know, beefing it with uh, Hayato Tamar was great, and Czech Shimitani was great just bumping around for them. Okay. So it's it's worth your time if you're an all Japan fan. Okay. Yeah, then I will definitely I'd go try maybe to make like some time. Three and a half, maybe three and three quarters. Maybe that's a bit high. Three and a half. Okay, yeah, no, I think you I know. think I'll watch um, that show because I think they also did the setup for the Bulk Orchestra sixty seconds uh unit dispense match on that one, so I think it's probably worth it. Uh I like the side of winning those titles because it's like a dry run for them winning you know how do they carry themselves as champions and whatnot yeah no i do think i do think eventually they will win the all japan tag titles as well just the question is just when yeah because uh i think they're heading to, to well without going off on a tangent i think they're heading to kento and yuma versus keno and soya yeah yeah no that that does seem like something they're building up right now that also mm -hmm. makes sense if you look at, like, again, that's probably also something that we might have coming out of the main event of this show as well, if you look at who's in that match. Yep, for sure. All right, so we go to Noah on May 31st at Shinjuku Face in front of 455 fans, Super No Vacancy Full House. I'm pretty sure you could fit more in there, because didn't all Japan claim, like, a little over 500 recently? Uh, yeah, but I guess it always depends on what but your it, setup is. Yeah, but it was close to a sellout. Yeah. Uh, I thought the undercard was very much um, just an undercard. Yeah. <laughs> with the top two matches carrying it. I thought 
Soya versus Ozawa is way too short. It went one minute twenty eight seconds. Yeah. Those guys could have a good match. Sean Legacy versus Stein Rogers wasn't bad, but it reminded me of an American indie match and there was some like sloppiness. Um the eight man tag with like Go and Kaido and Kitami and Inaba and Nomura versus Marfuji, Sugera, Tanaguchi, Yone, and Saito was probably the best match of the undercard. Yeah. And also Kiyomiya got a win for once as well. Yes, he pinned... Well, he pinned Akitoshi. Yeah, no, but still, like, like um, generally, when he's been in this multi-man matches recently, he was just kind of like a body in there, like, at least got, like, something yeah. to do. Now, at the semi-main event for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title, Yohan Tadasuke defeated Atsushi Kotoge and Seki Yoshioka in 13:47. when Tadasuke used the good-looking pile driver <laughs> on Kotoge. I thought this was actually pretty good. Yeah. No, I liked this um, one as well. Last pace, action, all action, you know, a, a reasonable length. Mm-hmm. Not one of these, like, 25-minute matches. Um so, yeah, it was good. I think Johan Tadeske are uh, improving the belt. Yes, no, definitely. Like, this is just a massive improvement of just the endless thing of nonsense in those title matches that we've seen before. So, yeah, I think this is just a significant improvement. And I think I've really liked, like, all of the title matches that they've had so far. Like, they've all kind of been, like, this one. Like, I did I did like the one with the with Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf. I prefer that one. But this one was the, like, they're all kind of like this, where they're just, like, really fast-paced, non-stop action. I think it just makes for, like, a really nice, like, change of pace on the card. Yep, for sure. And then uh, in the main event, it got plenty of attention. People were wondering why it's on a show this small, but also at the same time, I don't know if they'd want to do something, like a match like this at Korokin, if that wasn't a title match. Kata versus Katsuhiko Nakajima went to a 45-minute time limit draw. I mean, these guys have had hour-long draws before. I mean, I wouldn't call this, like, match of the year level, uh, but a little below, maybe, like, four and a quarter. But, I mean, they smacked the shit out of each other. There was one bump that Nakajima took off of, like, a Keno thrust kick where he just, like, takes it right in the face and then flies backwards into the turnbuckle. That looked awesome. Kind of did this PFS from the top to the outside, which he does in those big matches. So yeah, I mean, if you're really into these guys, you got to check out this match. I actually need to say that I wasn't a super big fan of this match, but I also went into the match knowing that they were gonna go to a 45 minute draw. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Which, look, I'm not a big like, oh no, spoilers, but when you're spoiled on a time limit draw. Actually, it's different. Yeah, because they're not necessarily doing like a traditional ending sequence that can still dr- uh, like draw you into the match. Yeah, and I I found the match a little bit too self-indulgent as well. I saw someone describe it as like Keno and Nakajima having a conversation in the ring about Nakajima leaving Congo, and yeah, I like. And that's also the vibe I got, but that's not really something that's going to make me invested in the match because I <laughs> never really got the feeling that either of them was like in any hurry to win the match. So No. Yeah. That's true. Like that, that really kind of, like A, knowing that it was going to be a draw and then neither of them really seeming like they actually wanted to win the match, I think just really just gave me like this kind of like, 
I I'm not saying it was bad, but I also wouldn't like. I would go be like below four stars. Like I don't rate below four stars, so that's why I'm not gonna give it a rating. But mm. it was fine. But yeah, like I said, I was just kind of like by the end of it, I was like, okay, thank God, it's, it's done. Like <laughs> could have maybe done uh, this in thirty I think minutes. That, I think that um. Uh, I think it keeps the story going, and I think the story can keep going. I don't think it's long in the tooth or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no. I think the general story is still good. Like, I think the general story, like, of, like, uh, Keno and, uh, and uh, like, more like Congo versus Axis still keeps going, and I think that's a good idea. So, yeah, but I, I feel like if that was going to be, like, the story that you wanted to continue, then maybe you would have worked this a little bit different. And yeah, I, I think maybe that's what was missing for me. Like, if the story here is, like, Keno is upset with Nakajima leaving Noah, then, like, there wasn't enough hatred in there for me, because I didn't really get that feeling at all. Like, they were kicking right, each okay. other hard, but, like, I didn't really feel like... Like I said, there wasn't that drive to be like, oh, you motherfucker, you left my, like, faction after you inserted yourself into it. And now I'm just gonna yeah, wanna yeah. beat you, and that wasn't really the case. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure that this is probably gonna continue for the rest of the year yeah. at least. Yeah. No. I, I feel like also like I think probably like when we get like the next tag match, like I think I'm probably gonna like that one a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Um. Because I assume that eventually Axis is going to beat Keno and Soya. Yes, yeah, once, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once, they either, once they lose the tag titles or something. Um, and then so on the 17th, we've got the show at the uh, Nagoya International Conference Center Hall, Green Journey 2023 in Nagoya. Um, looking at the card, you've got interesting matches. Hideki Suzuki versus Shuhei Taniguchi. Yeah, those two have really great chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marafuji and Eita versus Inaba and Kotoge. That could be good because Eita's now taken out of the ridiculous atmosphere he's usually in. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I I, I do keep consistently getting roped back into like, ah, Eita, Eita, I like Eita. <laughs> but then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jack Morris returns. It's Jack Morris, Johan Tadeske versus Sean Legacy, Chris Ridgway, and Daga. That should be fun. Actually, did you see that they posted stuff on uh, Wrestle Universe of Jack Morris's matches back in the UK? I have not. I should check that out. And they actually gave him the Noah Malek mark on those matches. So I think it's pretty safe to assume that he's actually like signed to a contract, which I don't think they have announced. If they're if they're they're putting his matches on Wrestle Universe, I think he might have a contract. Yeah. 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 I mean, smart. Like they should. Like that's a very smart thing to sign them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well. Speak of the devil. Uh, we've got another Goshiozaki or another Axis versus Kano and Soya match. So what do you think here? So they're gonna lose again, or is this gonna be like, what do they? Because they just win, and the story's kind of over. See, here's here's this is the same day as that All Japan show at Oda War Gym, so there's no one in Noah on that All Japan show. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Um I guess. I mean, you could have them 
You're going to have Keno and Surya beat them again. I mean, they are, still the, they are still the champions. Like, they are still the, like, all Japan yeah. like champions. So I don't think they're going to be dropping many yeah. falls until they lose those belts. Unless, obviously, this no. is like a match to set up a title match between Axis and Kong. Yeah. I don't think you can rule that out. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, I don't think Axis things. is... Yeah, with that match. Yeah. And then, a little less intriguing, Junior, <laughs> junior Heavyweight Championship match. Hayata versus Dante Leon. I can whatever. I can tell you that if we didn't have this podcast, I would not be watching that match. <laughs> Just no way. And then, um, GHC Tag Team Championship match. Saxon, Huxley, and Timothy Thatcher defend against Masa Kidami and Yoshiki Inamura. Um... This could probably be, this will probably be the best match Huxley's had. In <laughs> yes. I I think actually I think he probably is like he has like a style. But I think Kitamiya and Inamura are probably like the perfect people for him to go up against. I think oh, they sure. can actually sure. carry him to a great match, and Fetra is great anyway. So I think this yeah. probably ha- like if if this doesn't result in Saxon Huxley being in a great match, then it's just actually more or less impossible. Yeah, and I assume the champions retain. It's... Probably, I mean, I kind of want Kitami and Inamura to win. I kind of wanted oh, them, sure. kind of wanted them to win the titles, like back in the day when both of them were like still in Congo. But I mean, they have been like switching that belt around a lot. But yeah, I think it is more likely that Huxley and Thatcher retain here. Yeah. And then the main event for the GAC Heavyweight Championship, Jake Lee versus Takashi Sugera. I think there is a good chance that this could be Jake's best match in Noah. Better than the Marafuji match. I don't know. I just think that there's... I don't know. I think Sugera oh, can get it out of yeah, him. Yeah, Sugera rocks. So, I mean, I mean, I think at this point, like especially if this match delivers, then I think we kind of have to say that like the Jake reign has actually been good. Yeah, he just the the match structures are so weird. Yes, the Kaito match is probably the worst match that he's had the entire reign. Yeah, but then the the Nakajima match again, like mm-hmm. these are pretty good matches. I just can't call them like great or like super high end. No. But like just the Nakajima versus Jake match was just structured so weird with Nakajima just being the crap out of this much larger man. But let's say the Segura match delivers. Would you say it's better than his first triple crown reign? I mean, it's definitely better than the second, but yes, that's yes. not hard. <laughs> uh, I would say yes. Except for that, uh, was the 60-minute draw with Kento in that triple crown reign? Uh, yes, I think. I think that was, wasn't that the last one before he had to vacate? Yes, okay. So uh, that was the only really like pretty good match of that triple crown reign. Yeah. So I think he he's actually Same. had a stronger reign with the GHC title than he's had with the uh, with the triple crown. Yeah, technically yes. Now, like obviously Noah has a bit of a deeper roster than all Japan does, but I think sure. still have to give him some credit here. Yep, I mean he's gotten. The thing, I mean, he's gotten the uh, the good-looking guys over. I yeah. think they're over. Yeah. Um, 
But I just don't know. It just doesn't feel like this man is a long yet. This is man is a long term top of the card. Oh guy. no no! I think there's still like as much as I'm like willing to give him credit for having a pretty good reign, this still very much feels like a placeholder reign while Noah tries to figure out what they actually want to do. Right, and it's like, um, how do I describe it? Um. But it's also not as good as some other GHC title reigns of the last couple of years no, either. No, 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 yeah, no. I wouldn't say that. Like, obviously, like, it's not good, as good as, like, the first Kaito reign, the Goshiyozaki reign. Uh, it's better than the Muto reign. Uh, it's better than the... I mean, Fujita reign can we really count that one. The Nakajima reign, yeah. like, I would say it is... It's worse than the Kaito reign that preceded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nakajima reign actually minus the Goshiyozaki match uh, would be one I would be like looking at because actually outside of the Shiyozaki reign I would say the Nakajima reign was just okay really I thought it got off to a good start um, with that I really like that match where he beat Marafuji for the title mm-hmm. a lot um well let's see here what was in that rain uh okay so i really like the marfuji match i trying to remember the masato tanaka match i think that was just okay like i also don't have any strong memories of it but i also like i don't think that the was really 60 minute good. draw was pretty good the 60 minute draw with keno was pretty yeah. good when it did when when it did the title for title yeah yeah and then the Masakitamiya match I thought was solid, mm-hmm. but not like like four stars, but not super high end or anything. The goal match was my match of huh. the year, so that one's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I mean that was a that wasn't a bad ring. Mm-hmm. I think in the end. No no no, I'm not saying bad. So, yeah, but, but like I, mean... I think it's actually it's at the very least comparable to the Drake Rain. If you exclude the Goshiyosaki match. <laughs> so again, it is better than... It is, like I'm saying, it is better than a Jake Lee reign, but it's just... If you take out the best match of it, then it's comparable. <laughs> which I know is a very big qualifier. Yes. But, I mean, he can still turn it around. I mean, I think it's very possible, especially with the Sugura match coming up. Yeah. And then, like, whatever, like, the next and... title match after that is but where I'm like... I think we're getting one more before the N1, and then presumably he loses it to whoever wins the N1. Uh, that is my feeling as well. Uh, all right, so before we move on, anything else to Noah? No. Okay, so before we move on to All Japan, just a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Bet Stamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use Bet Stamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you could possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. 
Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app at the Apple iOS Store, Google Play, or through your browser at www.betstamp, that's B-E-T-S-T-A-M-P dot app, A-P-P. To access all of these benefits, sign up using promo code V-O-W and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter the code V-O-W in your BetStamp app account afterwards. Check it out. And now we move on to All Japan, which had their Superpower Series uh, on May 29th at Korokan Hall in front of 834 fans. Uh, this is a Monday night show, so I don't know. Uh, not the best number, though. No, especially with like a huge Nagata title match on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say at this point about like the no, like I, like I said, I, I really have the feeling that they've kind of pissed off the hardcore fans with putting all of the titles on outsiders because they draw well everywhere. I think so too. They draw well everywhere else except for Kurkin. So that's why I'm like hesitant to put that much thought into these Kurkin numbers because it seems to be just Kurkin. If this was a trend elsewhere, I'd be worried, but it seems to be it's just Kurkin. Fans that normally go to Kurkin are pissed and they're not going right now. Yep. And it's two outsiders. Yes, it's two outsiders in the main event. That doesn't help. Like if we just look if we just look at like the top three matches, there's like more than yeah, more than half of them are outsiders. Like only Atsuke Aoyagi, Suwama and Rei Saito were like all Japan contracted wrestlers in the top three matches. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I mean I mean, I see the fans on Twitter in Japan, like, not happy about it. But, like, again, I don't know how much, like, you, in wrestling, you never know what some people on social media think, what that really means for the company. But, yeah, but, um, but again, like, the people that, like, like we can't un- forget that, like, Kurrigan is a hardcore crowd. Like, that's the yeah. people that go to Kurrigan shows are people that are, like, hardcore fans. That's who goes there. So I think actually if the people on social media are the ones that are kind of like mad about this, I think we can kind of track that to like numbers being bad. Like it's actually the, the feeling you get, you get as well, like if you've ever been to a Kurrigan show, like it's actually not an all Japan Kurrigan show, but I think the one where I got that feeling the most, ironically enough, was a Michinoku Pro uh, Kurrigan right. show. Because just outside of it, there were just people meeting up and it felt like a big family and it felt like people meeting up that haven't seen each other in a while. So like, that's the kind of people mm-hmm. that go to Corican where it's like, they go, to, they go to every Corican show and they know everyone else that goes to all of the Corican shows and they're like, it's like seeing friends you only ever see. Like basically, they're friend groups that only ever see each other for Corican shows. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they are the hardcores for sure. So it seems to be being something. Hopefully, this is all <laughs> resolved by the summer. Yeah, uh, I think it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, the story is like coming to a close slowly but surely. 
Like it's already the first domino has fallen with Atsuki winning back the title. So. Yeah. And so uh, opening match, spe- special six-man tag match. Ryohei Oiwa, Kosei Fujita, and Oleg Bolton defeated Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamer, and Ryo Inoue in 12 minutes and 27 seconds with a German suplex hold from Fujita on Inoue. New Japan really likes to protect their young lions more than their dads. <laughs> yeah. But again, I think I talked about this before. That's smart. Like, you actually want to protect your young guys yeah. more on these kinds of shows. Because I, I, I thought, okay, so, so you know, Sato, like, locks on a, you know, a cross-arm breaker on mm-hmm. OUR or something. And that's, you know, the ending of the match. Yeah, but, yeah. Or uh, Dan Tamara, power or Dan Tamara gives a DVD to Oleg Bolton, which would be very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he is a yeah, big I'm, boy I'm... he's a really big boy he is a big boy like I don't know if all Japan and New Japan ever do a trade he might be like the guy where I'm like get this guy because <laughs> I think he fits in all Japan like okay. love okay so let me ask you this this is a bit of a tangent but I've been thinking about Bolton mm-hmm. and like this guy would have been an incredible opponent for like Antonio Nuki yes. in 1979 yes, yes absolutely uh, but, and I know that there are a lot of New Japan hardcores that are just like, you know, really excited about him. But given what New Japan is now and what they're looking for in their top stars, how how high do you think he rises actually in the end? That is a good question because he might also just top out at like heavy in like Bullet Club or whatever for like, like he is like the, whatever like the the heavy like he's the bad luck farley he's he is basically he turns into david finlay's bad luck farley i think i very easily could see his as a ceiling yeah i mean this guy would have beaten anoki to lose to choshu 40 years yes. ago yes oh no absolutely but that's also like i think um, well, i think like in all japan like can you just imagine a trio of him and the saitos yeah but I just don't think he's what New Japan is looking for a main eventer in 2023. No, and I think he's also like a guy that Nagata personally scouted. And he's right. very much a so Nagata guy. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily... Like, you know, I know Nagata's had his differences with the head office. But I don't know. I just don't think... I think there's a lot of New Japan fans that think he's going to like do better than he actually is. Yeah. He doesn't, is that a hot take? He doesn't have the look that they've, they've been pushing recently. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Which, but he would have been a big star yeah. in a different era in Japan. I, okay. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't know. He's too ugly to be a top star in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> like because they have a certain yeah. look that they're pushing at the top, right? Like regardless of if you're mm-hmm. a foreigner or like. Well, Japanese. also, I think they want their 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 foreigners to be more expressive. Yeah. Like, look at the sort of the the character that Will Osprey developed. Oh yeah, and stuff. Like yeah, that. exactly. Or like David Finlay as well. Yeah, like Jay White. And they like and they like Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Which, just very brief tangent, but I'm looking forward so much to Eddie Kingston in the G1. I'm so happy for Eddie. Just deserves (laughs) all of the good things in the world. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, that's just my take on Bolton. 
I've had it for a while, actually. <laughs> no, 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 I, I do agree. Ever since I saw him, I was like, okay, this guy could be really good, but I don't know how far he's going to rise in the company I, on the card. But here's anyway. the thing. He's probably, like, once he, like, gets fully in there, like, he has, like, a spot on the roster. Like, I don't think he's going to be a top guy, but he's definitely going to be, mm. like, a guy that has, like, that you can just put in a G1 and just be sure that he's going to have bangers if he, like, develops the way we think he will. Right. I just think that there's... I see a lot of people that think this guy is going to be, like, a huge star. No, unless he can somehow grow hair. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what saves, like, Yotatsuji, for example. Yeah. Those luscious locks. Yes. Uh, was it again? Joe said that he looks that basically the Saitos looks like bad 3D renders of uh, Yota Suji, and I, I, I can kind of see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got better hair than the Saitos. Yeah. Be honest. And then next up, special eight man tag team match Satoshi Kojima, Yoshitatsu, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba defeated Toriyano, Black Mensurei, Mitsuya Nagai, and Kotaro Suzuki in eight minutes and 15 seconds. With the lariat from Kojima on Mensurei. I mean, this was the comedy match of the show. It was perfectly fine. You know, it wasn't like, okay, well, Yano has dragged this whole thing down or anything like that. It was a standard All Japan and... comedy match. Yeah. Yeah. And in another uh, battle of big boys, plus a junior, Shuji Shikawa, Ren Ayabe, and Oscar Loyboy defeated Kono, Jun Saito, and Toshizo. Uh, when Ishik- in 8:55, when Ishikawa pinned Toshizo with the Fire Thunder Driver, um, yeah, I mean, I like these these mid card large men matches. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about like what if like All Japan and New Japan do a trade, but I also have a feeling that actually the one All Japan would be trading for would be Oscar Loewe because Shuji Ishikawa very clearly loves this man. <laughs> Yes. If the Saitos are like Suwama's like large adult sons, then like Ren Ayabe and Oscar Loiba are clearly like Shuji Ishikawa's large adult sons. Yeah. And then next up, Yuma Anzai defeated Ryuki Han in seven thirty three with the German suplex hold. I I mean it wasn't bad at all. I just thought it was disappointing because like you know these two guys can go. Yeah. And I think they have good chemistry, but it was just like, ah, well, that was over. It's fine. Yeah. I liked it for what it was, but I also agree that it was too short. Mm-hmm. I don't think Anzai lose, loses anything if he went 12 minutes with Honda or no, something. No, definitely not. Especially because Honda was just in a like, number one contenders match and got like a shitload of points in the Champion Carnival. Yeah. But on the other and hand, then, uh, isn't it all, like, can we just briefly, like, it's also kind of insane, though, that Ryuki Honda lost and like lost to a guy less than a year in and seven minutes thirty three, and he also was not damaged by that at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Honda is still like in a place where he can get big wins, but I don't think the losing hurts him either. No, and it's also because it's anti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, huh. Honda is only like two years older than Anzai, I think. Yeah. If even that. Yeah. Um, and then Kento Miyahara and Yume Aoyagi defeated Minoru Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori in 11 minutes and 35 seconds with a snake limit from Miyahara on Omori. 
I thought this was pretty good. I mean, a lot of it was like Kento and Suzuki doing their shtick, but I thought, uh, you know, Hokuto and Yuma worked hard and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this was fine as well. I, I, I thought especially like Hokuto like showed that he can keep up with Miyahara and Yuma, so I think that's always mm-hmm. good for him. And then for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Naruki Doi in 17 minutes and 5 seconds with a Firebird Splash. Uh, Doi fails on his third defense, and Aoyagi wins the title back and become for his second reign. I mean, this was pretty good. These guys have really great chemistry. Uh, maybe their first match was a little better, yeah, but not like dramatically so. No, oh yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I do think it wasn't as good as the Rising Hayato defense, but I think that's the best match of the entire Doi reign. So yeah. But yeah, no, this was still a really, really good match, and you know, I'm I'm really happy with like no like the way I think the way this like title reign went was like pretty good, because you have like Doi beat Atsuki with a like super finish on the first match, so you knew that like the next time he's challenging like he's gonna win back the belt because there already wasn't anywhere for this to go because he already beat him with the muscle bomb. Uh, yeah. So very clearly, Atsuki was gonna win it back here, but you got you gave Doi some like really good like defenses along the way, and he loses the belt. And I think Atsuki actually like comes out better now that he like won back the belt as well, which is ideally what you want to do when you have a veteran beat your young guy, the young guy to actually look better when he actually comes back and then like beats the veteran afterwards. So I think Atsuki actually like benefited from losing the belt and regaining it now. Hmm. Um, although this is a story that they've done many times in this junior division over the past several years. Yes, but I think generally it doesn't work as well as it did here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Doi's still got bookings going forward. Yeah. But I'm, which is very, uh, which is very good. And then uh, Atsuki called out Kaido Ishida. Yeah, that's actually another one where I'm like, oh, this this could be really good. And now it makes more sense the way they did the finish for the... Uh, for the uh, junior tag battle of glory. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because they didn't get any titles. No. They didn't get an all edge. No, they got nothing. <laughs> just like here, you won a tournament. Now get out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for the world tag team championship, Keno and Manu Busoye defeated Suama and Ray Saito in 17 minutes and 36 seconds with a PFS from Keno on Suama. Mm-hmm. Big win for uh, Keno there. And then after the match, the most obvious angle ever <laughs> happened. Uh, whoever whoever could have called this that uh, Suwama was going <laughs> to be a face by June with all of the cards that they announced. It seems like a really smart person. I would have predicted that immediately. Huh. Hmm. Um, I mean, look, these both of these title defenses against Voodoo Murders, they haven't been... Well, they're not bad. They're okay. But I do like the heat that Keno and Suwama yes, generate. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where he actually gets Suwama we actually get Suwama over as a heel, kind of. He got him yeah. over as a heel in uh, Noah, not in All Japan, because All Japan doesn't want to boo Suwama. Yeah. But uh the matches are what they are. Yes. I don't think they're horrible or anything. They're just sort of there around like three stars. <laughs> um but uh, the heat, brother. Yeah. And I did like Manabu um, Soya as like fiery baby face. I think that's something where he's like 
really good at, and he can't. He hasn't quite been able to show that in Noah because he's kind of a tweener. Yeah. Um. So you know. So we have that. Keno and Sawyer will probably be moving on to other mm-hmm. uh, opponents, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier. And then, uh, well, we'll see where Suwama's going. Uh, it's sort of obvious. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... It was a revolution back to evolution. <laughs> yeah, because he's... At, yeah, because Suwama said he's actually joined evolution, making him yet another member that has left in return. Yep. Which is all of them except for Nagata. <laughs> Still the newest member. Well, Yusuke... Ko- Yusuke Okada has not returned to Evolution. No, but I mean, all of the current um, members at some point were left Evolution yes. only to come back later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in the main event, Yuji Nagata defeated T-Hawk in 22 minutes and 26 seconds. The backdrop hold. Look, this was wrestled really well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it hit that like upper echelon. No. But I liked it. Yeah. And I thought T-Hawk carried himself very well. But I did prefer the Yuji Nagata, uh, the Yuji Nagata, the Shuji Ishikawa title defense. I yeah, that was, was more of a spectacle even, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This one was just a really solid title match where T-Hawk adapted himself to Yuji Nagata's speed, basically. Yeah. For sure. Which he did well. Yeah. You know, he deserves the credit and everything like that. Of course, it was kind of obvious that he was never going to win. Nope. Still puzzled that Great allowed their champion to lose to another company's champion. One thing I'm wondering about here, though, do you think Ishina would have won or lost this match? Because remember, they did that a because they did that spot where like T-Hawk was like gesturing to like the balcony uh, in Korokan, where you could Ashino could see Ashino in the sling, and also mm-hmm. the didn't really alter the video package all that much. Because the video package still was like 80% about Chitaro Ashino. And then it just kind of tagged on some like T-Hawk stuff in the middle. But then by the end it was about Ashino again. So yeah, I don't know. It just got really weird vibes off of all of that. Uh... Honestly, I think where they went after the match sort of suggests uh, I think Ashino was going to win because you had a built-in story for that match. Okay. From the Champion Carnival. But do you really think they would have main evented Ota Ward with Yuma Anzai versus Shotaro Ashino? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean, I do that's actually. brave. Perhaps. But I think I think they sort of wanted to see what they could get out of Ashino too. I mean, I guess. I mean, you make a good point. I just think that the Anzai Ashino thing was a built-in story because you know, okay, you and Anzai came out and challenged Nagata after the match. Yeah. Um, and there was a big pop for that and everything like that. So what do you, what do you so, think is chances are? What do you what do you think your, the chance of anti winning? Yeah. Uh, they're not zero. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they're gonna see what they can get out of Nagata because he is a draw. Yeah, and I think it's a mistake to put the title on anti this quick. Like I know he's a super rookie and all of that, but I think you close 
certain like storylines and everything if you make him a champion. Like we like like we've been talking yeah. about with Kaito. Well, like actually certain elements if you look at like the Kaito push just in like a vacuum and like the entire like motor story and all of that actually isn't bad if Kaito wasn't like a multi-time champion and like has won the like N1 yes. and Global League and all of that. And that's what makes the story bad. But for example, if you tell that exact same story with Yuma and I, that's a good story. But again, you run the risk where like you close yourself off to those, telling those kinds of stories if you make him a champion right now. Well, uh, I if Anzai were to win, I don't think he's the Yuma that gets hurt. Yeah. I think Yuma Aoyagi is damaged by Anzai surpassing him. Yeah. So I, I would rather just yeah. Nagata keeps the belt and then he drops it to Yuma. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what they... Uh, I think that's the September main event. Yeah. At uh, your Yogi. Yeah, yeah, after uh, he wins he wins the Royal Road and then he beats Nagata. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Anzai, it's Yuma versus Yuma in the finals of the Royal Road. I could definitely see that, yeah. And then Aoyagi wins, beats Anzai, and then beats Nagata. Yeah, I think that's actually a good story to yeah. tell. And again, you want, and like right now you're at the stage with Anzai, even if you make him a super rookie, you want to show that, yes, he's better than other rookies, but he's not there yet. Like, these other guys are just more what? experienced, like, better cardio, better situation, just, they just are just still better than him. He's close, he's going to get there really fast, but he's not there yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I expect them to go, like, 20 minutes in Anzai to get, like, some big near falls and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's actually something else, like, a little later, but. Yeah, I I actually have like a point that is talking about exactly that, but like let's talk about that for the main event of the next show. Okay, uh, so we move on to the uh, All Japan Charity Mashida event. Return to Origin. Thank you for the 51st anniversary Soul of a King on June 3rd at uh, the Sun Machida Asahi Gymnasium in front of 810 fans. This was the very first venue that All Japan ran in 1972 in October with the main event of Giant Bob and Thunder Sugiyama in a two, uh, versus Terry Funk and Bruno Sammartino in a two out of three falls match that Funk and Sammartino won. Uh, that show claimed 3,500. Yeah. <laughs> in an arena that uh, allegedly can seat 2,880. So. <laughs> uh, and this had 810, which actually is not a bad number for Tokyo, because yeah. it's still in Tokyo, and it's like not much to the match. I mean, not much to the show other than maybe the top two matches. Arguably, I mean, it's twenty-four people yeah. less than the Triple Crown match, true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the venue looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks good on camera because you got the bleachers and you got that sort of tunnel yeah. thing where the, the the wrestlers come out and everything. They should run an anniversary show there every year, if you mind. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, I mean, if you don't want to like, run like something like Sumo Hall or something bigger like that for an anniversary show, I think this this just fits really well because again, it is the very first venue. So, and maybe if you put yeah. like something well, bigger, you know, yeah. that's that's not a bad little uh, you know venue size. That's bigger than Corican, yeah. although smaller than Oda Ward, mm-hmm. but you know. For a company of all Japan's size, that's a, a good spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it also depends what the like actual like venue prices, 
because again, one of the reasons why everyone runs Kurrican and even runs Kurrican when they draw like 500 people is because it's so fucking cheap that like it's still worth it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Like I think the actual like break even price for Kurrican, I think someone actually calculated it, but like it's not a lot of fat. Like I think you break it even at Kurrican if you draw like 350 people or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, so for the first match, Dan Tamer defeated Ryo in a way in eight, seven minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, this was a good opener mm-hmm. with the death Valley bomb, uh, solid stuff. I really like this. Yeah. I, I actually want to see this go like a little bit longer as well. And I will assume at some point for we're sure. going to get that as well. Cause in a way, like uh, I said, he's Takao on, Moore. he's on the cusp of getting out of young boy status. Absolutely. Uh, Takao Omori and Yoshitasu defeated Black Mensa <laughs> Raid Sushi in 7 minutes and 45 seconds with the Axe Bomber from Omori on Sushi. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. I mean, you know. I remember Takao Omori getting up after the finish, and that's kind of everything I remember about this match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Naruki Dora and Hokuto Omori defeated Atsuki Oyagi in Rising Hayato uh, with a Muso Isen from Omori in 11.03 with the Muso Isen from Omori on Hayato. This was pretty mm-hmm. good. And it got, you know, it's nice to have, you know, go 11 minutes instead of like eight or seven. Yeah. And also, again, very clearly shows that like Omori is above juniors now, where he was like the guy, like, A, he was in a match with the junior champion, but still like his team got the win and he like pinned the guy for the finish as well to show that like he's a heavyweight. Yeah. So he's like above these guys now. Uh, Menobu Soya defeated Hikaru Sato in eight minutes and seven seconds with the Dando. Um, this was pretty good. Again, you could have had, you'd added a couple more minutes on this one. Mm-hmm. And I think after this one as well, I think Soya said that, uh, for the next t- uh, tag title challenge that they should just come to Noah instead. Hmm. Okay. I'd have to look at Noah's schedule and see possible, uh, locations and stuff like that. We'll see. But I mean, that's why, you know, access challenging makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then New Japan versus Voodoo Murders. Yuji uh, Nagata and Satoshi Kojima defeated Jun Saito and Rei Saito in 11 minutes and 25 seconds when Nagata used a backdrop hold on Jun. Paul, I like this. I was fine, yeah. It was fun. I liked it. I mean, you know, you had the brawling in the crowd early on, but I thought the last couple of minutes were good. You know, I really think the Saitos are not spectacular, but they are becoming solid. Uh, so I did really like this, actually. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it was fine. Like, I like I wouldn't call it anything special. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually did miss parts of the match, to be quite honest. Because I had mm-hmm. uh, uh, I had some eggs. Uh, I was cooking some eggs, basically. Mm-hmm. And they got done in the middle. So I missed like about four minutes or so of this because I had to go to the kitchen. But like from what I saw, it was it was a good match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it started off like, you know, with like I said, crowd brawling. So it's like, okay, well, where's this gonna go? But they really pulled it together in the end, actually. And there was near falls from the Saitos on them and everything like that. Um, I think that God and Kojima should be like a tag team. A regular tag yeah, I'm team. I'm surprised they've never been. 
I mean, I think Keno versus and Sora versus Nagata and Kojima would rock. Oh yeah, but if you really want to piss off <laughs> the All Japan Hardcore <laughs> friends, do like a tag title match <laughs> between the New Japan Dads and Congo. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, and then semi main event, we love Machida special tag match. Shuji Shikawa and Masashi Takeda defeated Ryuki Honda and Yusuke Kodama, making a rare All Japan appearance these days in 11:04 with the reverse U crash from Takeda on Kodama. I thought this was pretty good. Yes. More more um, Takeda on All Japan. Takeda rocks. Yes. I think him and Ishikawa make a good team. Yes. Yeah. Can have like... Yes. Oh, they should challenge Congo and then he can have like a death match. <laughs> Keno would be down, I think. Yeah. He would like light his leg on fire again and just kick someone in the face. <laughs> like that's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Takeda would absolutely take that spot where he's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna light my, uh, I'm gonna light my leg on fire. I'm gonna kick you in the chest. And Takeda's gonna no kick me in the I face mean, instead. Muro took, took that spot. Yeah, he took that kick in the chest. But what I'm saying is, Takeda would be like, no, oh. kick me in the face. Oh. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I think this is just a one-off. Uh, yeah. Thing. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. That was sort of part of... Uh, well, I mean, Takeda's been in All Japan, but sporadically. Yeah, and he's also generally been a junior as well. Because I think he yeah. was like in yeah, the... Yeah, he was in the junior yeah, tag. Exactly, he was in the tag battle. Junior of, tag battle. Uh, junior tag battle of glory. But, yeah. Yeah. Man, I just but, really so, don't get I mean, why Big Japan doesn't want to push this guys like the top. Like, I know he's not signed to them. But, like, I'm so weird that they... Like, he, they never really went back to him after he had that amazing title reign. Like, I just... Watch like the, given the state of the death. Yeah, exactly. Especially like it's like Abdullah in there, and like I recently watched like him versus like uh, Tsukamoto, uh, like which was uploaded on the Big Japan official YouTube channel. I just looked, watched that match again, and I was like, "How are you like? I want. How are you like? Oh, I want old broken down Abdullah Kobayashi as my deathmatch champion, and not this. You know? Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And then the main event, Return to Origin, Soul of a King, special tag match. Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi went to a time limit draw, 30 minutes, against Suwama and Yuma Anzai. Oh, I forgot to say, um, Suwama came out during the Nagata and Kojima versus Saito's match. Because they were going to put uh, Nagata oh, yeah, and Kojima in the body, body bags. Yeah. And then Suwama came out to yell at them. Yeah. And then that distracted the Saitos. It's actually, yeah, uh, after the after the tag title match at Korokan as well, they put him in the body bag. And then uh, yeah. Yeah, Ishikawa and, was it Omori came out? Or Yuma, Yuma Yagi? I don't remember who the other one was that came out for the save. No, I can't remember either now. Mm. But, yeah. So that was like a tease. And then, okay, so the main event. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. I just felt like there was a lot of like beating down Anzai for a yeah. while. I mean, the Wu's, but the point I wanted to make about this one, where it's like, is what was the final things that happened in the match? It's Yumai uh, Anzai. Anzai hmm? gave, gave the running knees to Kento and Yuma. Exactly. It's Yuma Anzai breaks out of the shutdown suplex. Yuma Anzai gives the knee to Miyahara. Yuma Anzai gives the knee to Yuma Aoyagi. And the one person standing in there, because Suwama was like somewhere on the outside recovering. Yeah. 
the one person standing in the ring as this match was ending with Yuma Anzai with both Miyahara and Aoyagi down. Like, I don't think that's... Like, obviously, that's not an accident. That's very intentional. No. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows. Like, this guy is going to be at the top of the promotion, and it's... I don't think he's winning the title against Nagata, but we're not far away from him winning the Triple Crown. No, but I just hope... Yuma Aoyagi wins it first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And I think they know that as well. Like, I don't think... I mean, we say that Dr. Penn has done lots of stupid yeah, things yeah. over the years. But... Yeah, that's why I'm like... Ah. can't be that stupid. <laughs> the fa- no. famous thing said by all Japan fans since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that. Uh, we have a few other notes in the uh, sort of uh, world of All Japan. Evolution held their third show on uh, June 4th at Shinkiba First Ring. Uh, Ryo Mizunami defeated Zones in 11:27. That could have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Haruka Yumasaki defeated Sunny in 11:07, and Sari defeated Chichi in 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, I would say that that's a lot of good veteran talent to put those women I in actually, I actually think, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I think Siri with Chi-Chi, that sounds really good. I mean, Zones versus yeah. Rio as well. Yeah, that was probably like a bruising match. Oh god, yeah, no, I I remember like when I was in Japan in 2019, I saw uh, uh, Rio Mizunami versus, um, uh, uh, what's her name again? Um, First AEW Women's Champion. It's uh, shit. Why the fuck is it? Hikaru Shida. No, no, not Hikaru Shida. No. Uh, the former Ace of Gato move. Uh, Riho. Riho. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, so I saw oh Riho gosh. versus Riho Mizunami in a singles match. Uh, at the doc- at the at the dentist office as well. And like <laughs> Riho is like she's willing to take some shots like. Like, that was a yeah. really hard-hitting match. Like, you could hear the bone on bone on that one, on the, like, chops from Riho. Like, really nasty. So I think that if they had that kind of match, that should be really good. Suri is great. Like, I'm happy that she's mm-hmm. finally been Absolutely. back from retirement. So, yeah. I mean, not having seen uh, it, this so was probably the best Evolution show. <laughs> probably, actually. Uh by that lineup. Uh, so, oh, we touched on the Saitos winning the G-Infinity tag titles. They're defending against Kaz Hayashi and Minoru Tanaka on July 1st at Tokyo Dome City Hall for great, which I assume the Saitos will win. Yeah. By the way, um, pin... is the Gaora TV title just dead? Uh, well, Tanaka defended it in great. So I guess it's just there as well? I mean, I'm not against it. Like, it's not the title ever did anything. Uh, but, like, oh. Well, great is not on gay on a TV. Okay, that's off. actually weirder than it. Because I was like, because I was like, that was my second. Then is are they actually on gay aura? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Which is even I mean, weirder because gay aura is heavily involved with Dragon Gate, who really doesn't have a good relationship with great. So it's even weirder that the gay aura TV title is defended on great. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Um, 
Yeah, he defended it on March 21st in great against Quiet Storm. (laughs) And he won it in January. Mm. So, I mean, we're due for another defense hopefully soon. I could see something in July. I don't know. Maybe for all Japan. Um, Because it's not going to be on any of these upcoming shows. Maybe it's going to be on the big, great Sumo Hall show. (laughs) Well, yeah. What do you think about that? Good luck. Uh... <laughs> the best I can say about that. Uh, well, I mean, they have to outdraw the N Innovation show from last year, right? Because if not, that's bad. Yeah, but they 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 gotta have something special planned, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to have like a big challenge for like T Hawk on that one as well, right? Well. First, he's got to defend against Soma Watanabe on July 1st. Yes, anyway. Uh, so he were going to have to have a big challenge for the <laughs> on that show. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, what if Nagata has lost the Triple Crown by then? Seahawk uh, gets his win back. Not impossible. Not impossible. I mean, unfortunately, that means Anzai has won the Triple Crown, but... Uh, no, uh, Nagat. Oh, yeah, it's right because this is. Ju- uh, huh? Yes, exactly. You yeah. could drop it in July. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or you bring um, in the biggest X ever, X ever, and uh, you have him. Um, uh, you have T Hawk versus Kojima, because obviously Kojima doesn't give a shit, and New Japan doesn't give a shit, and that's. I think T Hawk versus Kojima is a sumo hall worthy main event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and also, Kento will be on the July 1st Tokyo Dome City Hall uh, great show. I mean, that also um, would be a Sumo Hall worthy main event, but I don't think all Japan would be like, no. 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 You never know. Yeah. Uh, but I doubt it. Yeah. And then, uh, also, the Aoyagi brothers will be in the Tenru Project. Uh, United National Tag Title Tournament uh, on the 10th. And uh, the brackets of this tournament, it's only four team. It's in the first round. Masayuki Kono and Yusuke Kodama versus Hideyoshi um, Kamatani and Kazumasu Yoshida. And then Kohei Sato and Sushi versus <laughs> Yuma Aoyagi and, and Atsuki Aoyagi. I wonder who's winning that one. <laughs> Uh, so, are the Aoyagis winning these tag titles? I could see that, because they're very clearly, like, the only, like... I mean, I wouldn't even call them a tag team, but, like... They're definitely the most high-profile people in the tournament at this point. Absolutely. So, because you would probably have to, like, negotiate with, like, All Japan, who they, I mean, who they look, can even look, lo- lose to Kodama. here. Kodama. Kodama, a jobber. Yeah. Kazumasu Yoshida, a jobber. Yeah. Sushi, well, Yoshida's young, but he's like, I don't think, that, I like him, I don't yeah, think it's yeah. fair to call him a jobber, but he's very young, yeah. so he does jobs. Sushi is Sushi, literally a career jobber. jobber. So, I mean, it's it's there. Yeah, there isn't even, like, because, like, Atsuki, yeah. is, the, Atsuki is the junior champion, and, like, they're not gonna let Yuma take no. falls here, so, like, they actually kind of have no. to win. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. Unless they do like some sort, like they can, but no, they can't even do a double count out because then it's just the other matches for the titles. That doesn't make any sense either. So yeah, no, they kind of have to win, yeah. 
Yeah. So that would be interesting. Tandy Project's a nice little company, honestly. Yeah, they've, they, they've been running like a relatively like regular schedule. So. Yeah. If there if there's like a convenient show of theirs while I'm over, like definitely gonna like try and go to that. Um, and then uh, so all Japan on June 11th in Fukushima, big palette. Uh, we now have uh, Kohei Sato. Uh, Rising Hayato, Musashi, and Ryo Inoue versus Dan Tamara, Atsuki Oyagi, Ren Ayabi, and Odishiba. That could be good. Uh, uh, the AJPW TV Six Man Championship ATM Black Mensure and Takawamori versus Black Tiger, Gorgeous Matsuno, and Aizawa, number one. Yep. Uh, why um, why do they keep blocking this black tiger he's so bad he's so literally the worst black tiger ever and then um, for the always tag team titles in a you know the current megaton death blast death match Atsushi Oni and Yoshitatsu defend against Hikaru Sato and uh, Ryo Kawamura did you see the Which, picture of him on on the match graphic, Kamamura? Yes. So weird in that. Looks he looks like he's AI generated in that in that match graphic. Yep. So bizarre. Uh we've got uh, Ryuki Honda and uh, Masao Hanabata versus Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori, which could be pretty good. Here's an interesting one. Suwama and Satoshi Kojima versus Jun Saito and Rei Saito. Yeah. Oh, it was Kojima that came out. It was Ishikawa and Kojima. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, is this, where, is this where Kojima turns on Suwama? Mm, <laughs> I don't think it's impossible, but would they not turn him at a bigger show? Probably. Because I was actually been thinking about that, where like obviously like Voodoo Murderers are stacking around, and we were like thinking, mm-hmm. oh, who's gonna be the leader of that? But like, what if it's June? Yeah. You know, like I don't think that's actually unreasonable. Like, because I think Alderpen sees something in him. Mhm. So like, I don't think it's like unreasonable that like June Saito is just the leader of Voodoo Murderers. That was weird as that sounds. Nope. And then, uh, but I don't put Kojima turning at zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it was notice- noticeable that he was the one that came out for the save, and that Tsuwama just before the turn alluded to Kojima being in Voodoo Murderers before. Yeah. And then the special singles matches Yuma Aoyagi versus Manabu Soya. That's gonna which rock. Is... Yeah. And which is why I think Kento and Yuma are going to be challenging for those tag titles. And then a Triple Crown Championship preliminary tag match. Yuji Nagata and Yutaka Yoshi versus Kento Miyahara and Yuma Anzai. Some G-Eggs return. That's going to be impressive, Um, though, when Anzai hits the drama suplex on Yoshi. I assume Anzai is pinning Yoshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look. You you look at this matchup and it's like one of these things is not like the others. Yeah. And then Korkin on June fifteenth, 
Black Mensa Ray versus Oji Shiba. Uh, actually, could be good. Yeah. Yoshitatsu and Rising Hayato versus Kataro Suzuki and Yutani. Yeah, it should be fun. But that's also kind of random because it's kind of related to the to the, like the junior title match, but like just yeah. by proxy, not directly. Yep. Now we're beginning to get Cook here. Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara versus Al Lindemann, Yuizuka. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> That's gonna rock. Yeah. And then Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Roki Honda and Masao Hanabata. Yep. <laughs> and then listen to this one. Yes. Yuji Nagata, Takuya Nomura, and Fubinori Abe. We've got some Blue Justice astronauts. Versus uh, Suwama, Yuma Anzai, and Ryo Inoue. Yes, this is going to rule. This is going to be really fucking good. <laughs> also, give me regular yeah. give me regular astronauts in all of Japan. Like, so good. So fucking good. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Atsuki. This is not an order. This is how, what all Japan posted. Uh, Atsuki Oyagi versus um, Ishida for the jun- PWF junior title. Mm-hmm. This is Kaido Ishida. Um, and then we have... It's such a million match card. <laughs> well, I know. It's weird. Because this is like... This is such a bizarre effing... Um, thing. Uh, so we've got Satoshi Kojima, Taiyo K, and Kaz Hayashi... Versus Minoru Suzuki, Naruki, Doin, Hoku, to Omori. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Does Taiyo Kea turn on yes. Kojima and Yes, Hayashi? I think I think he's like I think he's gonna. Because we still haven't gotten a name for the Suzuki, Doi, and Omori faction. So. Is it just a new Gurintai? Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shuji Shikawa debut anniversary uh, match part one. Shuji Shikawa, Kohei Sato, and Renai Abe versus Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Kono. Yep, that certainly uh, is a match. <laughs> and then two days later, which is why, what's really bizarre, we go to Odawa Gymnasium, where we have Yuji Nagata versus Yuma Anzai. Shuji Shikawa, Violent Giants reunite for the Shuji Shikawa 20th anniversary debut match number part two. Shuji Shikawa and Suwama versus Strong BJ, Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okubayashi. Paul, does Okubayashi do the job here? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, especially with his, like, hiatus announcement, he's absolutely, he's eating, like, a fire thunder drive or a brack drop. And, like, he's absolutely the one getting pinned here. And uh, now we've got Gurantai versus Voodoo Murders. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, Taiyo Kea, and Mazada versus Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Toshizo. Good lord. <laughs> it's also like, again, I wonder oh. who's taking the pin in this one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it is sort of... And we have, okay, so where was I? Okay, we've got Sunny and Chi-Chi versus Mayumi, Ozaki, and Maya Yukihi. That could be a ton of fun, actually. Yeah. 
for sure. But uh, no, though, got Dan no, Tamler need to deduct some points for that. No. Well, yeah, but I think it'll be a good match. Yeah. Um, and then we have Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara versus Takuya Nomura and Kazumasu Yoshida. Yeah, I mean, that should be fun. Uh, listen to this one, Paul. Hmm? Yoshitatsu versus Naruki Doi. <laughs> That's a fire pro random match. <laughs> Doi's got to win, right? I mean, in theory, but he's a junior, so... I feel like they give Dora a win over a heavyweight to placate him. I mean, okay. Logical brain says Yoshitatsu is winning because he's a heavyweight. Naruki Do- massive Naruki Doi fan brain says Doi beats Yoshitatsu, and not just does he beat him, he like squashes him in like two minutes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I, 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 I like I like I said, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be an optimist, and I say yeah, Naruki Doi beats Yoshitatsu. In what is absolutely a legitimate worst match of the year thing, we've got Toru Washi. Carbell Ito and Itsushi Onida versus Black Mensa Ray, Black Tiger and Great Tiger. Oh no, not and I don't know Wait, wait, who's Great Tiger in this case? Well, Paul, I'm looking at him, and it looks like it's Paul. If you ask me who that is under the mask, I'd tell you it's Jado. Oh no, which is not impossible because there was a Great Tiger, like ages ago that had like a couple of matches in all japan and i think that was takiyama but obviously it's not this case i'm not joking if you go to the match graphic on their website i swear to god that's jado under that mask why it's got the goatee okay now i know now i know just quickly <laughs> let me see okay all japan at code of Japan. All, the front page, the all card announced June seventeenth. Okay, no, 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 I can't actually because Firefox is like you need to restart to keep using Firefox, so that that's gonna okay. take too long. But I, I swear it's Jado under that mask. Oh no, that sounds awful. I hey, let me. Can I upload it in our uh, Slack yeah, yeah, chat? Yeah, just just put it in the Slack chat. Oh, no. <laughs> that might be the one person that is, like, actually worse than the current Black Tiger. Because okay. Shadow has uh, been good in, like, no. long... This always makes for dynamic audio, but here it is. Let me see. It's loading. Okay. Look at that. Okay, yeah, that is Shadow. <laughs> That is Jado, right? Yeah. Like that's either Jado or Kanemaru, and I don't think it's Kanemaru. <laughs> no. What the fuck? If he comes up with a kendo stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is really random. What the fuck? Yeah. And then uh, finally we have Hokuto Mori, Ryo Inoue, and Ryuki Honda. Ver- oh, sorry, second last. Ryuki Honda versus Satoshi Kojima, Yutaka Yoshie, and Osamu Nishimura. So a battle of generations here. Yeah. I mean, and then should be better than like announced... this abomination I have in front of me right now. Yeah, and then just announce 
Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Hayato. Ooh. I mean, that's got to Oh, that's got to rock. Great, yeah. Right? Act- okay, here's the thing, though. Um, I think that match would actually be better if it was in Shinkiba. Yes. But I think it's still going to be good in Ojo. But what do you think this match, this show draws? Because you got a lot less New Japan Noah drawing power on the undercard. You don't have Naito. I mean, you just have the dads. What did they draw again for the last one? 2,400. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to get there. But... Do we think they... they... I think they still have a chance to break 2,000, though. Mm, I'm gonna say if they can do high two thousand or high like eighteen nineteen hundred, I think that will be good. Yeah, I think that's a but fine, but I, I think mean, there, I think there is a chance though. Yeah. And you know, I might oh, and I don't even think I mentioned it because we had talked about it, but of course, Nagata versus Anza. Yes. <laughs> the triple yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, I mean, we talked about like what we think the outcome for that is, but what would, what do we think for like match quality of that match? Um, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nagai will want to make the kid, and Anzai will want to work hard. I mean, this is a callback to like Anzai's, like this is Anzai's debut match. <laughs> yes, it is. So like, did, like that's actually like probably like the first time Anzai can do like callback spots. Yep. So I, I I am going to be interesting how they're gonna structure this. I'm pretty confident in the quality of this match. Yeah. Um Because Nagata gave Anzai like a lot in that debut match as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean Anzai's serious. I mean he you know, I mean, he, you know, I'm not saying he's like fully uh, fleshed out pro wrestler, nope. but like he does a lot of social media stuff and everything like that. Like he's building a fan base, no question. Yeah. And I, I don't remember who it was that said like Anzai already had like a really long checky line after the show, which is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, there's been a couple people in the, the VOW Discord that have been to Japan. Yeah. And all Japan shows in the last couple of months. And yeah, he, he's he's got a fan base. Absolutely. Because again, as we were talking about earlier with like Oleg Bolton, yeah, you my answer is very much the opposite of that, where right? he has that look that is really popular in Japan right now. Absolutely. Does Anzai come out with like highlights and new tights? Ah, no, no, no. I, I do think it's too early for him to move on from, from the black tights. I, I actually, to be quite honest, I actually low-key would leave him in the black tights perm- as his permanent look. I think that actually works really well for him. Cause it, cause he, I think it does too. Because he does do like a bit of like a throwback thing with like the jumbo knee and everything. I think if he kind of stays with that look, that actually works for him. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, so that's that. But I think he gets a new shirt. Any final... <laughs> Any final thoughts on uh, this? Uh, no. Like I said, on the, the, on, the only thing where I'm like, I think it's a mistake to put the title on Anzai, but we'll see what All Japan does here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's winning. He just has to have like a good showing and take Nagata to the limit. Exactly. You know, kick out of some big moves, 
get Nagata to kick out of some 2.9s, and that's all you need. Yeah, I think he actually, I think he gains more by losing than, I think he loses more by winning than he would uh, by losing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure Nagata, no, Nagata no, has had a structure or match to, you know, make this guy look like a threat, yeah. but still, you know, win and everything, yeah. so that's what I'm thinking. All right, so next uh, episode in a couple of weeks, we'll be back because we've got all these big shows to review. We've got an All Japan Korokin, All Japan Oda Ward show, and then that uh, big Noah show in Nagoya. So for Paul Avash, I'm Gerard Shiro, and we'll see you in two weeks. Welcome to episode 39 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And we are available on all major podcast apps. And if you uh, use Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And if you're feeling generous, you can go to voicesofwrestling.com slash donate to donate to the show. I'm Gerard Dutroyo here with Paul Vosh. Paul, we finally have a resolution to a big mystery. Yeah, well, we kind of have a resolution to it. But at least now we know the actual status of those two after being told that there is no update on the status like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were wondering, and maybe you've probably already heard the news by now, but Kenya Okada and Yasu Takayano have left NOAA. Uh, the way that it said, the NOAA put it out, but who knows? It sounded like they wanted to leave, mm-hmm. but uh, who really knows? Yeah, I mean, there's really no information at all about this. I think Joe talked about it on the flagship last week, where he tried to like ask around like if there's anyone being willing to like give any kind of indication what happened, but apparently like no one is talking or just no one knows as well. Like maybe this was something that completely happened behind like closed doors or whatever and there's legitimately only like it's Yano and Okada and like one or two other people in Noah that even know what happened. But mm-hmm. yeah. So those two are gone now. It like it like even if it was kind of a thing where it's like a mutual agreement to part ways, it still doesn't sound like an amicable split. Let's put it that way. No, but wait, there's not there's more drama or mystery among the Noah Young guys. Junta Miyawaki's push has evaporated. Yeah, yeah, he's just a complete jobber. He's and that's actually the thing, right? Like. Again, it's really it's a really weird situation because they bring him back at the end of last year with like a really good look and like immediately give him a title match. He gets over in a title match. Those like at least from like a outside perspective, does really well. He he gets good crowd reactions and then they do the thing where they say like, Oh, he's gonna go back to Mexico and this really no evidence he ever did because as far as I know there's no record of him having any matches for like the what like three four week period where he allegedly was back in mexico it was like two months from like end of february to end of april oh yeah okay yeah so he, so he leaves after the mood of retirement right about that i think there was like some spot show sort of yeah after. so like he, he's gone basically for two months there's no real evidence he did anything in those two months and he comes back with a significantly worse look like i think that's I think that's a very uncontroversial statement, right? Because his look that he had earlier in the year basic, was much better. It's just a basic junior look, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like he also it. looks like, like he no. aged like 
10 years and two months ago. <laughs> um, and he just is just like a complete jobber, just got like one win over Hiroki in his comeback, and that's it. Like, he's literally been like the guy, not even just on losing team, but he's the guy taking the fall every single time as well. And it is just kind of curious. Again, there's no one saying anything out there, but I mean, it clearly seems like either they've lost faith in him, completely unrelated, or it's related in some way to this whole like Kinyo Okada and Yasutaka Yano situation where either he didn't want to leave or wasn't punished as harshly as those two, or there is actually, if you want to like go kind of with spicy, like, I don't know, like theories, there's also the other situation that is currently going on uh, over in Dragon Gate with Takuma Fujiwara and SP Kento uh, leaving uh, that promotion as the guys over on Open the Voice K talked about like extensively on their recent episode. And why I think maybe there's something there is Junta Miyawaki was there with them in Mexico pretty much the entire time. And he was teaming a lot with Takuma Fujiwara. So like I don't know. Like I, I don't like I said, I don't I haven't heard anything. I don't know, but it is kind of curious that there's two major events happening with two young like wrestlers leaving their home promotions and Junta Miyawaki is kind of connected to both of them and at the same time he loses his push. These all mm-hmm. could be completely unrelated, but they also could not be. it wouldn't shock me if it was related to either of them or both of them. Absolutely. But then I'm leaning towards maybe with uh, Fujiwara and Kento because, like, I mean, what happened to Yano and Okada was enough for them to get tossed out of the promotion. Or maybe they, it was, you know, they both agreed to leave. I don't know. I mean, not just that, but they Miyawaki got pulled stayed. off the show at the last second and June never was. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe Miyawaki was behaving badly in Mexico or wanted to go back to Mexico or something and it's they just don't think it was as major as what Okada and Yano did. Yeah. I mean the the open the voice gate guys kind of alluded to some behavioral issues with Kento and uh Fujiwara as well. Um so mm-hmm. who knows like again it's extremely hard to say like what actually happened. But it seems like at least like Fujiwara and Kento were like Part like I like partying it up a lot in Mexico, so who knows if something like that happened there, and that's why Junta like yeah I I don't know like it's extremely hard to say what actually happened, but it wouldn't shock me if it's related to the Mexico thing because simply because he was there with them the entire time. Yeah. So now, do you think that? Junta's situation is like a punishment for six months and then they'll push him again? Or do you think they're like, no, you're, uh, this is you? I mean, the fact that they changed this look doesn't really make me very confident. But, I mean, what other choice do they really have? Like, like if it's not something that is bad enough to, like, let him go, right? Then, really, the smart thing here is, like, you kind of, like, have him eat shit for like six months a year or even a little bit longer than that and then you can start pushing him again because he's still pretty young he's like what 25 i think 
25, yeah, so it's not like, yeah, ideally you want to like get him like into a position if you want to like make him your ace, but you can probably like hold off on it for a little bit longer and it won't damage him. But it's also like, especially with Yano gone now, like what is the choice do you really have in terms of future in a division? Because who else is there that is like a homegrown, like not even just a homegrown, but just a younger guy in the junior division that you can reasonably yep. make like the next guy up once like Hayata, who like, I mean, we have to admit for greater teeth, is the ace of the junior division. Like once Hayata like is, like who's the next guy up after Hayata? There isn't really anyone there that is like youngish. Like I like Amakusa, but like Amakusa is not the next guy up. He's like 38. Yeah. All the other guys are in there in 30. Seki Yoshioka, yeah. I mean, Katoge. You know. There's one guy who is surprisingly young because Ata is only like 30, 31. Mm. So, and I would actually expect him because now that he's more or less kind of done with Dragon Gate, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he's actually full-time Noah like sooner than we think. Right. But, I mean, there is there is kind of a lot of mileage on that body as well, because I actually looked that up recently, because it was like, well, eight, I, I knew that Ata is still kind of young, because but Dragon Gate wrestles like an insane schedule. Like, he actually has only 100 matches less than Go Shiozaki. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, and mind you, Go's had a few, like, he's out with injury for a while. Like. Yeah. And Ata never really had a major injury, as far as I know. But still, like, I mean, but Ata is definitely like a guy where I could see them. And it clearly seems like that's what they're doing, right? Like, they've turned him face, they have him in the suit with Ogawa, he's like in a really prominent position. So, but still, like, that's one guy. Like, you still need, like, other people in there, in that junior division. And I think Junta is definitely, like, they have to push him eventually. If it's like I said, if it's not something that is so bad that they need to let him go, then I mm-hmm. think eventually they have to turn back to him simply because there isn't anyone else, and he is really good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It'll just be uh, he'll benefit from the circumstances, assuming that their dojo continues to operate at a snail's pace. Can we just I uh, we just briefly touch as well on like how bad the Noah dojo is? Because, like, I think that whole discussion came up when Yano and uh, and Okada left, and we were talking about it in the Voice of Wrestling Discord. Like, the Noah Dojo, mm-hmm. like, if you just look at, like, the current roster, there's not a lot of people on there that are, like, current Noah Dojo guys. There's almost, like, more, like, Wrestle 1 Dojo guys than there are Noah Dojo yeah. guys. Yes. And there's literally only one the guy. Junior division. Yeah. Hmm? So, I mean, the junior division is, like, Half of it is Osaka Pro. Yeah, yeah, they just poached Osaka Pro when it went down. And that's how they covered up the holes in the junior division, basically. But like also like heavyweight wise, mm-hmm. it's like how many like undoubtedly like success stories are there from the Noah Dojo that are like pure Noah Dojo. Go and Segura. Segura, yeah, but he was a bit older. Go, I would say, is one. Kaito yeah. is on that path. But then it already gets is rough. He? I mean, he's in the G1. Yeah. So. Well, let's I, 
talk yeah, about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I, I have opinions on him being okay. the one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to talk about that now. Well, I might as yeah. well, since you brought it yeah, up. Yeah, so I, I am now, now that uh, Go, uh, so, uh, now that Kaito has been announced for the G1, I am actually fully, Kaito is getting his win over Kata back pills. So, yeah. Really? Because why I'm still skeptical. Because, um, I don't know, because they just, they're putting him in the G1 is like publicity. I mean, yeah, but like he had this entire story before. I mean, I guess we'll find out like literally tomorrow or whatever uh, with all together. If there's any kind of interaction with them there, then I and if they're in the same block, then I think he's definitely getting his win back. Because what else are we doing here? Uh, does he go to the semis? If there are semis, I don't even know if they're going to be with two blocks. Well, there has to be. Oh, we don't even know if there are two blocks. There's four, there's four blocks. Uh, oh, did they already? Well, we don't know for sure. Well, no, but I mean, I, they got to do four blocks, right? I mean, you could do two blocks of 16 each, which is a lot, but I think Chris yeah, Banza actually kind of looked into like the layout of the shows and it makes more sense for it to be two blocks than four blocks because they have two knights and uh, Sumo Hall at the end. Huh. So that makes sense as like the block finals. Okay, but how many people are going to survive this tournament if it's 15 matches each? Uh, I mean... I don't, I, I don't know. I mean... I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Like, I think we'll get the announcements for that soon, and I think then we'll get a better idea on how they're actually going to book Kaito in this tournament. But, I don't yeah. know. To me, it just, I don't know, it just makes too much sense. I know that that's, like, a little bit of false hope. Again, my hope is too much, but, like, look, I can't help being an optimist because, like, it doesn't make much sense being anything else, and anything else is just miserable. So I chose to be an optimist on this, and I think Kaito's getting his win back over Carter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, could it be that Kaido pins Okada in the altogether main event? Ah, uh, that would be such a bad <laughs> to do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess someone has to take the fall on that one, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, okay. Would you believe it's more likely that Kaito gets his win back over Okada if Okada pins Kaito here? Out here at tomorrow, it all together. Yes. So I would actually almost prefer Kaito. I know it's like the memes and everything, and Kaito loses all the time. But like, I think it actually makes more sense for Kaito to lose at all together if he then beats Okada in a singles match again. Yeah, I would say that makes sense. Could build to it. We'll see. I don't love that idea, but it does make sense. I mean, then again, if um, they do do semis, and o Kaito beats Okada in a semi-final of the G1, that's a big deal, and then he can lose to whoever is like winning the G1, and that doesn't damage him at all. Right. And New Japan doesn't have to burn off a big match for the G1 final, which is something they like to do. Right. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I th well, I mean, I think the next chapter of the story happens on all 
altogether. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's very safe to say because why put them in a match otherwise? Yeah. Uh, so the next item of news we're going to start off with is uh, Yuji Okabayashi announced he's going on hiatus because he wanted said he wanted to wrestle till he's about forty and he's going to make a decision. Paul, what do you think? Is this like just a hiatus? Or is this a backdoor exit from Big Japan? I actually think this is I, I, I think this is hiatus because to me it seems like really he was like, okay, I've reached this age now. I wanted to wrestle until I'm here. This, like I've reached my goal now and now I need to think, do I actually want to keep putting my body through this or not? Because, yeah, so, and, but I also feel like he's a guy that like he really very clearly like still enjoys wrestling and he can still go. So... Mm-hmm. I think him just taking some time off and just reflecting on things, I think he just gets that itch back and just comes back in like, I don't know, a month, two months, whatever time, however, however long it will like take him to come to that decision. But I also don't feel like this was like the last we've ever seen of Yuji Okabayashi. Because I actually, right. I actually got the news of his hiatus uh, while I was watching the uh, recent uh, Big Japan tag title match between Astronauts and Strong BJ uh, at Gurken, mm-hmm. which is really good, by the way. That's a four-star match. Like, go and, like, look that match up. It's really, really good. I mean, obviously. I mean, it's Astronauts versus Strong BJ. Like, those guys always excel when they're, like, in the ring with each other. But, oh, uh, like, to, like, spoil the outcome of the match, Yuji Okabayashi actually taps out for, uh, at the finish there. And that makes a lot more sense oh. now that he, like, announced that he's going on hiatus. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, I I saw people speculating instantly that he's leaving, but there's little evidence uh, yeah. of it. Yeah. And he could have like here's the he point. hasn't left. Yeah. Exactly. He hasn't left, right? He hasn't left yet already. So why now? Yeah. Exactly. He could have done this at any point over the last ten years, and I know like company loyalty and everything, but no one would blame him, including Big Japan. If he chose to leave Big Japan to get a better payday somewhere else, because everyone I think is aware of right. like, the reality of the situation, but he is like loyal to them, and he actually like kept them alive with like his booking fees and like outside companies and all of that. But I'm sure like other companies did probably like make like some offers to him, be like, hey, when the contract runs out, do you want to like come here? So yeah. If I think at any point over the last 10 years, he could have chosen to do this and he pretty much would have had like three pickings of like the promotion in Japan he could have gone to. Yeah. So why do this now? Like that doesn't like and why do it in this way where he probably could have just been like, hey, yeah, I'm leaving big Japan and I'm going here. Or they could have done what they did with like Kawakami where uh, they had where great bought out Kawakami's contract from big Japan and they got like big Japan got like a nice payday. Uh, right. for him leaving. Like, they could have done something like that with Okabayashi, where, like, he goes to, like, Noah or whatever. Like, maybe, like, when the cyber fight buyout happens and Noah all of a sudden is, like, rolling in money and needs talent, they could have done, like, oh, yeah, Noah buys out Okabayashi's contract and he goes there. So, like, I don't think he would do it this way because he could have just done it any other way. Yep, for sure. I think uh, I think he'll be back after a break. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. Like, how long How long do you think, though? Because my thing, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm being, like, like I think, like, three weeks, but that seems, like, really low. 
Well, he's got a booking in All Japan next week. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. He still has to finish off his bookings. Yeah. So, however, yeah. when his like hiatus actually starts, I'm like, I would say maybe he's back after the summer because he's just like, I'm gonna take up the summer, just like lay on the beach, just chill, and then come back after the summer. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, takes like six months off and comes back in like 2024. Yeah, that's actually a good one as well, where he comes back for like New Year's and everything, or for like the 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 yeah the New Year's Eve tag tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that as well, but I I don't think this is a permanent. I think, I don't think this is like him finishing his career because quite honestly, if he actually wanted to hang it up. I think he would have just announced that he's retiring. Yeah, exactly. I don't expect yeah. that. I, and that way, like Big Japan could have made some money on his retirement show, and they didn't. And he didn't do that. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is legitimately him. Just I think in his mind, he's like, "Oh, I actually I reached all my goals, so I need to think about this." But yeah, I think deep down, he probably knows as well that he's gonna keep going. Like at least unconsciously, and that's why he like did this thing instead of just yeah retiring yeah for sure. Uh, next up, just a couple of notes. Uh, Stan Hansen has arrived in Japan. I saw it on Instagram this morning. Uh, now he was already announced to be at the Oda Ward Gym Show for All Japan on the seventeenth, and he was doing like some talk battles with like Kobashi and stuff like that. But I wonder now is he going to be at All Together again? I mean, have they announced yet when he is exactly going to be in Japan? He arrived. Oh, so he's already there. I mean, then yeah, he's got to. That's be what there. I brought it up because he arrived. He's he like they pick posted a pic of him in the airport. Oh yeah, I mean, then I think he's definitely going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, further all out notes: Ishikawa is out for this show and the show for All Japan on the eleventh uh, with a fever. Uh, so Kojima is replacing him at All Together again, and then Kohei Sato is replacing him on the All Japan show on Sunday the 11th. Uh, so, I mean, he'll be back soon. He got tired out by Hokuto Omori. <laughs> so for those that don't know, yes, Hokuto Omori posted a picture where him and, Yuji, uh, him and Shuji Ishikawa were sleeping in a bed together to prepare for their match with Axis. So clearly, Ishikawa couldn't keep up with Hokuto Omori's stamina, and it's a fever that keeps him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since all together is tomorrow, I mean, how much should we go over the show even? Uh, I think... Do I think I will get this edited and out before the show happens tomorrow? Probably. I mean, I am going to a beer garden right after we finish recording. And maybe I'll be sober enough to edit it afterwards. <laughs> Let's just go really briefly and say, what are you most excited for? Let's do that. Well, I would say the main event. Yeah. Uh, the, top four, the top four matches. I mean, because you've got the uh, LIJ versus Nagata Suwama and Anzai. And then you got good looking guys versus just five guys. Yeah. Which was like the last match announced. Yeah, I'm, sad. I'm have... so sad about that. 
I really wanted to memes to keep going, but now Drake is technically booked on a New Japan show. It's sad. Well, he's not booked to the G1, though. <laughs> yeah, I just love that Kaito is just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be in the G1, and Drake is just there, just... Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, so it's Sonata, Kanemaru, Taka versus Jake Lee, Yohei, and Tadasuke. And then the junior, the, the semi-main event junior battle thing, I think, will be great. I am actually looking forward to Omori versus uh, Omori and Kojima versus Axis as well. Actually, I think I look forward to that more now than I did when it was Ishikawa and Omori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that will be pretty good, honestly. I mean, even though the finish for that is pretty clear, but like, I think it's still going to be a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quite well... Uh, that's one of the most clear finishes on the show. Yeah. Well, that and Shota Umino versus Yoshitatsu. Yes, yes. No, that is the other one as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for coming, Yoshitatsu. Well, to be fair, and the match before that, which is Zack Sabre and Kosei Fujita versus Chris Ridgeway and Sean Legacy, which like, thanks for coming, Kosei, but like, you're taking a finish here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... I mean, it will be, I think, a lot of fun, yeah. and I hope there are some surprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. I I think definitely. Yeah. I I assume the show is probably gonna be like selling well as well. What I'm looking forward to is where they said that they were gonna do like different sections for different fans. I think if that's gonna be mm-hmm. noticeable on the broadcast and like where like the cheering comes from and everything. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, also, if you want to listen to a review of the show, it's probably going to come to you uh, a lot quicker than you might think, because I am actually going to be recording with the uh, Super Jcast guys on Saturday. So that one will prob- like will post that show most likely on like both of our, both of our feed, as well as the uh, Super Jcast feed, as well as the general like Voice of Wrestling podcast network feed as well. So that's coming out, I guess, like, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at some point there. So look forward to that one. Yeah, so it'll be a quick turnaround. Uh, So and then, yeah, because we won't go into the matches in too much detail other than that is a weird uh, all Japan versus New or all Japan versus United Empire lineup. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that that's like very that's like very weird blurred lines for like all Japan there. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a lot of uh, people that so... get along. Like, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because the Saitos have had beaten like Sato and Dan, and then Honda. They body back his, his tag partner not that long ago. <laughs> oh yes, of course. So, I wonder if that plays into the finish. I actually wouldn't be shocked if there's some sort of like miscommunication, but I guess the fighters can take the fall since you know they are the uh, Glee oh. uh, tag champions now. Yeah. Okay. I did you watch the match? No, I actually haven't watched that one yet. I have watched it. It's uh, the only match from that show I watched. I heard though there was a good show. Uh, yeah. I mean, pretty good match. 
I can't say it was like great, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought the the Saitos looked solid, and you know them going, you know, beefing it with uh, Hayato Tamar was great, and Czech Shimitani was great, just bumping around for them. Okay. So it's it's worth your time if you're an All Japan fan. Okay. Yeah, then I will definitely. I'd go try maybe to make like some time. three and a half, maybe three and three quarters. Maybe that's a bit high. Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I think I no. think I'll watch um, that show because I think they also did the setup for the Bulk Orchestra sixty seconds uh unit of fans match on that one, so I think it's probably worth it. Uh I like the Saitos winning those titles because it's like a dry run for them winning you know, how do they carry themselves as champions and whatnot. Yeah. No, I do think I do think eventually they will need all Japan tag titles as well, just the question is just when. Yeah, because uh, I think they're heading to, to well, without going off on a tangent, I think they're heading to Kento and Yuma versus Keno and Soya. Yeah, yeah, no, that that does seem like something they're building up right now. That also mm-hmm. makes sense if you look at like again, that's probably also something that we might have coming out of the main event of this show as well. If you look at who's in that match. Yep, for sure. All right, so we go to Noah. On May 31st at Shinjuku Face in front of 455 fans, Super No Vacancy Full House. I'm pretty sure you could fit more in there because didn't All Japan claim like a little over 500 recently? Ah, uh, yeah, but I guess it always depends on what but your it, setup is. Yeah, but it was close to a sellout. Yeah. Uh, I thought the undercard was very much. Um, just an undercard yeah <laughs> with the top two she's carrying it i thought soya versus ozawa was way too short it went one minute 28 seconds yeah those guys could have a good match sean legacy versus stein rogers wasn't bad but it reminded me of an american indie match and there was some like sloppiness um the eight man tag with like go and kaido and kidami and inaba and namura versus Marfuji, Sugera, Taniguchi, Yone, and Saito was probably the best match of the undercard. Yeah. And also Kiyomiya got a win for once. Well, yes, he pinned... Well, he pinned Akitoshi. Yeah, Saito. no, but still, like, he's, um, like for generally, when he's been in this multi-man matches recently, he was just kind of like a body in there, like, at least got, like, something yeah. to do. Now, at the semi-main event for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title, Yohan Tadasuke defeated Atsushi Kotoge and Seki Yoshioka in 13.47 when Tadasuke used the good-looking pile driver on Kotoge. I thought this was actually pretty good. Yeah. No, I liked the one as well. Last pace, action, all action, you know, a, a reasonable length. Mm-hmm. Not one of these, like, 25-minute matches. Um so, yeah, it was good. I think Johan Tadeske are uh, improving the belt. Yes, no, definitely. Like, this is just a massive improvement of just the endless thing of nonsense in those title matches that we've seen before. So, yeah, I think this is just a significant improvement. And I think I've really liked, like, all of the title matches that they've had so far. Like, they've all kind of been like this one. Like, I did I did like the one with the with Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf. I prefer that one. But this one was still, like, they're all kind of like this, where they're just, like, really fast-paced, non-stop action. I think it just makes for, like, a really nice, like, change of pace on the card. Yep, for sure. And then uh, in the main event, it got plenty of attention. People were wondering why it's on a 
show this small, but also at the same time, I don't know if you, they'd want to do something like a match like this at Korokin if that wasn't a title match. Keno versus Katsuhiko Nakajima went to a 45-minute time limit draw. I mean, these guys have had hour-long draws before. I mean, I wouldn't call this like match of the year level, uh, but a little below, maybe like four and a quarter. But I mean, they smacked the shit out of each other. There was one bump that Nakajima took off of like a Keno thrust kick where he just like takes it right in the face and then flies backwards into the turnbuckle. That looked awesome. Kind of did this PFS from the top to the outside, which he does in those big matches. So, yeah, I mean, if you're really into these guys, you got to check out this match. I actually need to say that I wasn't a super big fan of this match. But I also went into the match knowing that they were going to go to a 45-minute draw. So did I, yeah. yeah. Which... Look, I'm not a big, like, oh, no, spoilers, but when you're spoiled on a time limit draw, actually, it's different. Yeah. Because they're not necessarily doing, like, a traditional ending sequence that can still, uh, like, draw you into the match. Yeah, and I, I found the match a little bit too self-indulgent as well. I saw someone describe it as, like, Keno and Nakajima having a conversation in the ring about Nakajima leaving Congo. And... Yeah, I, I like, and I, that's also the vibe I got. But that's not really something that's gonna make me invested in the match because I <laughs> never really got the feeling that either of them was like in any hurry to win the match. So no, yeah, that's true. Like that, that really kind of like a knowing that it was gonna be a draw, and then neither of them really seeming like they actually wanted to win the match. I think just really just gave me like this kind of like. I, I'm not saying it was bad, but I also wouldn't, like, I would go be, like, below four stars. Like, I don't rate below four stars, so that's why I'm not going to give it a rating. But mm. it was fine. But, yeah, like I said, I was just kind of, like, by the end of it, I was like, okay, thank God, it's, it's done. Like, <laughs> could have maybe done uh, this in 30 I minutes. Think that... I think that... um. Uh, I think it keeps the story going, and I think the story can keep going. I don't think it's long in the tooth or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no. I think the general story is still good. Like, I think the general story, like, of, like, uh, Keno and, uh, and uh, like, more like Congo versus Axis still keeps going, and I think that's a good idea. So, yeah, but I, I feel like if that was going to be, like, the story that you wanted to continue, then maybe you would have worked this a little bit different. And yeah, I, I think maybe that's what was missing for me. Like, if the story here is, like, Keno is upset with Nakajima leaving Noah, then, like, there wasn't enough hatred in there for me because I didn't really get that feeling at all. Like, they were kicking right. each okay. other hard, but, like, I didn't really feel like... Like I said, there wasn't that drive to be like, oh, you motherfucker, you left my, like, faction after you inserted yourself into it. And now I'm just going to yeah, want to yeah. beat you. And that wasn't really the case. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure that this is probably going to continue for the rest of the year, yeah. at least. Yeah, no, I, I feel like also, like, I think probably like when we get like the next tag match, like, I think that I'm probably going to like that one a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
because I assume that eventually Axis is going to beat Keno and Soya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> once they either, once they lose the tag titles or something. Um, and then so on the 17th we've got the show at the uh, Nagoya International Conference Center Hall, Green Journey 2023 in Nagoya. Um. Looking at the card, you've got interesting matches. Hideki Suzuki versus Shuhei Taniguchi. Yeah, those two have really great chemistry. Chemistry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marufuji and Eita versus Inaba and Kotoge. That could be good because Eita's now taken out of the ridiculous atmosphere he's usually in. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I I, I do keep consistently getting roped back into like, ah, Eita, Eita, I like Eita. <laughs> but then, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jack Morris returns. It's Jack Morris, Johan Tadeske versus Sean Legacy, Chris Ridgway, and Daga. That should be fun. Actually, did you see that they posted stuff on uh, Wrestle Universe of Jack Morris's matches back in the UK? I have not. I should check that out. And they actually gave him the Noah Malek mark on those matches. So I think it's pretty safe to assume that he's actually like signed to a contract, which I don't think they have mm. announced. If they're if they're they're putting his matches on Wrestle Universe, I think he might have a contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, smart. Like they should. Like that's a very smart thing to sign him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well. Speak of the devil. Uh, we've got another Go Shiozaki or another Axis versus Kendo and Soya match. So what do you think here? So yeah. they're gonna lose again, or is this gonna be like, what do they? Because they just uh, win, then the story's kind of over. See, here's here's this is the same day as that All Japan show at Order War Gym, so there's no one in Noah on that All Japan show. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Um I guess. I mean, you could have them you could have Keno and Soya beat them again. I mean they are still the, they are still the champions. Like they are still the like all Japan yeah. champions. So I don't think they're gonna be dropping many yeah. falls until they lose those belts. Unless, obviously, this is no. like a match to set up a title match between Axis and Kong. Yep. I don't think you can rule that out. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, but intriguing I don't think things is... yeah, with that match. Yeah. And then, a little less intriguing, a junior, junior <laughs> heavyweight championship match. Hayata versus Dante Leon. I can, I can tell you that if we didn't have this podcast, I would not be watching that match. <laughs> just no way and then um, GHC Tag Team Championship match Saxon Huxley and Timothy Thatcher defend against Masa Kidami and Yoshiki Inamura um, this could probably be, this will probably be the best match Huxley's had in <laughs> yes. Noah I, I think actually I think he probably is like he has like a style where I think Kidami and Inamura are probably like the perfect people for him to go up against I think oh, they sure. can actually sure. carry him to a great match, and Fetcher is great anyway. So I think this yeah. probably... Ha- like, if if this doesn't result in Saxon Huxley being in a great match, then it's just actually more or less impossible. Yeah. And I assume the champions retain. It's... Probably. I mean, I kind of want Kitami and Inamura to win. I kind of wanted oh, them... sure. kind of wanted them to win the titles, like, Back in the day when both of them were like still in Congo, but I mean they have been like switching that belt around a lot. But yeah, I think it is more likely 
that Huxley and Thatcher retain here. Yeah. And then the main event for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, Jake Lee versus Takashi Sugera. I think there is a good chance that this could be Jake's best match in Noah. Better than the Marafuji match. I don't know. I just think that there's... I don't know. I think Sugera can get it out of him. Yeah, Sugera rocks, so... I mean, I mean, I think at this point, like, especially if this match delivers, then I think we kind of have to say that, like, the Drake reign has actually been good. Yeah, he just... The, the match structures are so weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Kaito match is probably the worst match that he's had the entire reign. <laughs> yeah. But then the, the Nakajima match, again, like, mm-hmm. these are pretty good matches. I just can't call them, like, great or, like, super high-end. No. But, like, just the Nakajima versus Jake match was just structured so weird with Nakajima just being the crap out of this much larger man. But let's say the Segura match delivers. Would you say it's better than his first triple crown reign? I mean, it's definitely better than the second. But yes. that's yes. not hard. <laughs> uh, I would say yes. Except for that, uh, was the 60-minute draw with Kento in that triple crown reign? Uh, yes, I think. I think that was, wasn't that the last one before he had to vacate? Yes, okay. So, uh, that was the only really like, pretty good match of that Triple Crown yeah. reign. So, I think he, he's actually Same. had a stronger reign with the GHC title than he's had with the, uh, with the Triple Crown. Yeah, technically, yes. Now, like, obviously, Noah has a bit of a deeper roster than all Japan does, but I think sure. still have to give him some credit here. Yep. I mean, he's gotten the thing. I mean, he's gotten the uh, the good-looking guys over. I yeah. think they're over. Yeah. Um, But I still don't know. It just doesn't feel like this man is a long... Yet, this is, man is a long-term top-of-the-card Oh, guy. no, no. I think I there's know. still... like As much as I'm like willing to give him credit for having a pretty good reign, this still very much feels like a placeholder reign while Noah tries to figure out what they actually want to do. Right. And it's like... um, How do I describe it? Um, But it's also not as good as some other GHC title reigns of the last couple of years either. No, 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 yeah, no. I wouldn't say that. Like, obviously, like, it's not good, as good as, like, the first Kaito reign, the Goshiozaki reign. Uh, it's better than the Muto reign. Uh, it's better than the... I mean, Fujita reign can we really count that one. The Nakajima yeah. reign, like, I would say it is... It's worse than the Kaito reign that preceded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nakajima reign, actually, minus the Goshiozaki match, I, would be one I would be like looking at because actually outside of the Shiozaki reign I would say the Nakajima reign was just okay really I thought it got off to a good start um with that I really like that match where he beat Marafuji for the title mm-hmm. a lot um well let's see here what was in that reign uh okay so i really like the marfuji match i trying to remember the masato tanaka match i think that was just okay like i also don't have any strong memories of it but i also like 
I don't think that the was really good. The 60-minute draw was pretty good. The 60-minute draw with Keno was pretty good. Yeah. When they did when when they did the title for title, yeah. Yeah. And then the Masakitamiya match I thought was solid, mm-hmm. but not like like four stars, but not super high end or anything. The goal match was my match of huh. the year, so that one's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I mean that was a that wasn't a bad ring. Mm-hmm. I think in the end. No, no, no. I'm not saying bad. So, yeah, but, but I like mean, I think it's actually it's at the very least comparable to the Drake Rain. If you exclude the Goshiyasaki match. <laughs> so again, it is better than it is like I'm saying it is better than the Drake Lee Rain, but it's just if you take out the best match of it, then it's comparable, <laughs> which I know is a very big qualifier. Yes, but I mean he can still turn it around. I mean I think it's very possible, especially with the Sugura match coming up. Yeah. And then, like, whatever, like, the next and... title match after that is. But where I'm like, I think we're getting one more before the N1, and then presumably he loses it to whoever wins the N1. Uh, that is my feeling as well. Uh, all right, so before we move on, anything else to Noah? No. Okay, so before we move on to All Japan, just a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app at the Apple iOS Store, Google Play, or through your browser at www.betstamp, that's B-E-T-S-T-A-M-P dot app, A-P-P, to access all of these benefits, sign up using promo code V-O-W, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter the code V-O-W in your BetStamp app account afterwards. Check it out. And now we move on to All Japan, which had their Superpower Series uh, on May 29th at Corken Hall in front of 834 fans. Uh, this is a Monday night show, so I don't know. Uh, not the best number, though. No, especially with like a huge Nagata title match on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say at this point about like the no, like I, like I said, I, I really have the feeling that they've kind of pissed off the hardcore fans with putting all of the titles on outsiders because they draw well everywhere. I think so too. They draw well everywhere else except for Korkin. So that's why I'm like hesitant to put that much thought into these Korkin numbers because it seems to be just Korkin. If this was a trend elsewhere, I'd be worried, but it seems to be it's just Kork fans that normally go to Korkin are pissed and they're not going right now. Yep. And it's two outsiders. 
Yeah, it's just two outsiders in the main event. That doesn't help. Like if we just look, if we just look at like the top three matches, there's like more than yeah, more than half of them are outsiders. Like only Atsuki Aoyagi, Suwama, and Rei Saito were like all Japan contracted wrestlers in the top three matches. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean. I mean, I see the fans on Twitter in Japan, like, not happy about it. But, like, again, I don't know how much, like, you, in wrestling, you never know what some people on social media think, what that really means for the company. But, yeah, but, um, but again, like, the people that, like, like we can't forget that, like, Kurrigan is a hardcore crowd. Like, that's the yeah. people that go to Kurrigan shows are people that are, like, hardcore fans. That's who goes there. So I think actually if the people on social media are the ones that are kind of like mad about this, I think we can kind of track that to like numbers being bad. Like it's actually the, the feeling you get, you get as well, like if you've ever been to a Kurrigan show, like it's actually not an all Japan Kurrigan show, but I think the one where I got that feeling the most, ironically enough, was a Michinoku Pro uh, Kurrigan right. show. Because just outside of it, there were just people meeting up and it felt like a big family and it felt like people meeting up that haven't seen each other in a while. So like, that's the kind of people mm-hmm. that go to Kurrigan where it's like, they go, to, they go to every Kurrigan show and they know everyone else that goes to all of the Kurrigan shows and they're like, it's like seeing friends you only ever see. Like basically, they're friend groups that only ever see each other for Kurrigan shows. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they are the hardcores for sure. So it seems to be being something. Hopefully, this is all <laughs> resolved by the summer. Yeah, uh, I think it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, the story is like coming to a close slowly but surely. Like it's already the first dominoes fallen with Atsuki winning back the title. So yeah, and so uh, opening match, spe- special six-man tag match: Ryohei Oiwa, Kosei Fujita, and Oleg Bolton defeated Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamer, and Ryo Inoue in 12 minutes and 27 seconds with a German suplex hold from Fujita on Inoue. New Japan really likes to protect their young lions more than their dads. <laughs> yeah, but again, I think I talked about this before. That's smart. Like you actually want to protect your young guys yeah. more on these kinds of shows. Because I, I, I thought, okay, so. So, you know, Sato, like, locks on a, you know, a cross-arm breaker on mm-hmm. OUR or something. And that's, you know, the ending of the match. Yeah, but, yeah. Or uh, Dan Tamara, power, or Dan Tamara gives a DVD to Oleg Bolton, which would be very impressive. <laughs> he is a yeah, big I'm, I'm, boy. He's a really big boy. He is a big boy. Like, I don't know. If All Japan and New Japan ever do a trade, he might be, like, the guy where I'm, like, Get this guy because <laughs> I think he fits in all Japan like okay. love. Okay, so let me ask you this. This is a bit of a tangent, but I've been thinking about Bolton, mm-hmm. and like this guy would have been an incredible opponent for like Antonio Noki yes. in 1979. Yes, yes absolutely. Uh, but and I know that there are a lot of New Japan hardcores that are just like you know really excited about him, but. Given what New Japan is now and what they're looking for in their top stars, how how high do you think he rises actually in the end? That is a good question because he might also just top out at like heavy in like Bullet Club or whatever for like like he is like the whatever like the the heavy like he's the bad luck Farley. He's he is basically he turns into David Finlay's bad luck Farley. I think I very easily 
could see his as a ceiling. Yeah, I mean, this guy would have beaten Inoki to lose to Choshu 40 years yes. ago. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely. But that's also like, I think, um, well, I think like in Ultra Pan, like, can you just imagine a trio of him and the Saitos? Yeah. But I just don't think he's what New Japan is looking for a main eventer in 2023. No, so, I think he's also like a guy that Nagata personally scouted. And he's right. very much a so Nagata guy. He's... Yeah. Which I don't necessarily, like, I, you know, I know Nagata's had his differences with the head office. But, I don't know, I just don't think, I think there's a lot of New Japan fans that think he's going to, like, do better than he actually is. Yeah, he doesn't. Is that a hot take? He doesn't have the look that they've, they've been pushing recently, let's put it that way. Yeah. Which, but he would have been a big star yeah. in a different era in Japan. I, okay, I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't know. He's too ugly to be a top star in New Japan. <laughs> like, because they have a certain yeah. look that they're pushing at the top, right? Like, regardless of if you're mm -hmm. a foreigner or like well, Japanese. Also, I think they want their, their, their foreigners to be more expressive. Yeah. Like, look at the sort of the, the character that Will Ospreay developed. Oh, yeah. And stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, David Finley as well. Yeah. Like, Jay White. And they like, and they like Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Which, oh, so. God. Just very brief tension, but I'm looking forward so much to Eddie Kingston and the G1. I'm so happy for Eddie. Just deserves <laughs> all of the good yes. things in the world. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's just my take on Bolton. I've had it for a while, actually. <laughs> no, 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 I, I do agree. Ever since I saw him, I was like, okay, this guy could be really good, but I don't know how far he's going to rise in the company I, on the card. But here's the thing. He's probably like, once he like gets fully in there, like he has like a spot on the roster. Like, I don't think he's going to be a top guy, but he's definitely going to be mm -hmm. like a guy that has like, that you can just put in a G1 and just be sure that he's going to have bangers if he, like, develops the way we think he will. Right. I just think that there's... I see a lot of people that think this guy is going to be, like, a huge star. No, unless he can somehow grow hair. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what saves, like, Yotatsuji, for example. Yeah. Those luscious locks. Yes. Uh, was it again? Joe said that he looks that basically the Saitos looks like bad 3D renders of uh, Yota Suji, and I, I, I can kind of see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got better hair than the Saitos. Yeah. Be honest. And then next up, special eight man tag team match Satoshi Kojima, Yoshitatsu, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba defeated Toriyano, Black Mensurei, Mitsuya Nagai, and Kotaro Suzuki in eight minutes and 15 seconds. With the lariat from Kojima on Mensa Ray. I mean, this was the comedy match of the show. It was perfectly fine. You know, it wasn't like, okay, well, Yano has dragged this whole thing down or anything like that. It was a standard All Japan and... comedy match. Yeah. Yeah. And in another uh, battle of big boys, plus a junior, Shuji Shikawa, Ren Ayabe, and Oscar Loyboy defeated Kono, Jun Saito, and Toshizo. Uh, when Ishik in 8:55, when Ishikawa pinned Toshizo with the Fire Thunder Driver, um, yeah, I mean, I like these these mid card 
large men matches. They're fun. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about like what if like all Japan and New Japan do a trade, but I also have a feeling that actually the one all Japan would be trading for would be Oscar Loewe because Shuji Ishikawa very clearly loves this man. Yes. If the Saitos are like Suwama's like large adult sons, then like Ren Ayabe and Oscar Loewe are clearly like Shuji Ishikawa's large adult sons. Yeah. And then next up, Yuma Anzai defeated Ryuki Han in 733 with the German suplex hold. I I mean, it wasn't bad at all. I just thought it was disappointing because, like, you know, these two guys can go. Yeah. And I think they have good chemistry, but it was just like, ah, well, that was over. It's fine. Yeah. I liked it for what it was, but I also agree that it was too short. Mm-hmm. I don't think Anzai lose, <laughs> loses anything if he went... 12 minutes with Honda or no, something. No, definitely not. Especially because Honda was just in a like number one contenders match and got like a shitload of points in the Champion Carnival. Yeah. But on the other and hand, then, uh, isn't it all, like, can we just briefly, like, it's also kind of insane though that Ryuki Honda lost in like, lost to a guy less than a year in in 7 minutes 33 and he also was not damaged by that at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Honda's still like in a place where he can get big wins, but I don't think the losing hurts him either. No. And it's also because it's anti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, ha Honda is only like two years older than Anzai, I think. Yeah. If even that. Yeah. Um, and then Kento Miyahara and Yume Aoyagi defeated Minoru Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori in 11 minutes and 35 seconds with a snake limit from Miyahara on Omori. I thought this was pretty good. I mean, a lot of it was like Kento and Suzuki doing their shtick, but I thought, uh, you know, Hokuto and Yuma worked hard and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this was fine as well. I, I, I thought especially like Hokuto like showed that he can keep up with Miyahara and Yuma, so I think that's always mm -hmm. good for him. And then for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Naruki Doi in 17 minutes and 5 seconds with a Firebird Splash. Uh, Doi fails on his third defense, and Aoyagi wins the title back and become for his second reign. I mean, this was pretty good. These guys have really great chemistry. Uh, maybe their first match was a little better? Yeah. But not, like, dramatically so. No. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah. I, I don't... I mean, I do think it wasn't as good as the Rising Hayato defense, but I think that's the best match of the entire Doi reign. So, yeah. but yeah, no, this was still a really, really good match. And you know, I'm I'm really happy with like, no, like the way, I think the way this like title reign went was like pretty good. Because you have like Doi beat Atsuki with a like, super finish on the first match. So you knew that like the next time he's challenging, like, he's going to win back the belt because there already wasn't anywhere for this to go because he already beat him with the muscle bomb. Uh, yeah. So very clearly, Atsuki was going to win it back here, but you got you gave Doi some like really good like defenses along the way and he loses the belt. And I think Atsuki actually like comes out better now that he like won back the belt as well, which is ideally what you want to do when you have a veteran beat your young guy, the young guy to actually look better when he actually comes back and then like beats the veteran afterwards. So I think Atsuki actually like benefited from losing the belt and regaining it now. Mm -hmm. Um 
Although this is a story that they've done many times in this junior division over the past several years. Yes, but I think generally it doesn't work as well as it did here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Doi's still got bookings going forward. Yeah. But I'm which is, very, uh, which is very good. And then uh, Atsuki called out Kaido Ishida. Yeah, that's actually another one where I'm like, oh, this this could be really good. And now it makes more sense the way they did the finish for the... Uh, for the uh, junior uh, tag battle of glory. Mhm. So. Yeah, because they didn't get any titles. No. They didn't get an all Asia no, tag No, they get nothing. It's <laughs> just like here, you won a tournament. <laughs> now get out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for the world tag team championship, Keno and Manu Busoy defeated Suama and Ray Saito in 17 minutes and 36 seconds with a PFS from Keno on Suama. Mm-hmm. Big win for uh, Keno there. And then after the match, the most obvious angle ever <laughs> happened. Uh, whoever whoever could have yeah. called this, that uh, Suwama was going <laughs> to be a face by June with all of the cards that they announced. It seems like a really smart person that would have predicted that immediately. Huh. Hmm. Um, I mean, look, these both of these title defenses against Voodoo Murders, they haven't been... Well, they're not bad. They're okay. But I do like the heat that Keno and Suwama yes, generate. Yes, yeah. Where he actually gets Suwama actually gets Suwama over as a heel, kind of. He got him yeah. over as a heel in uh, Noah, not in All Japan, because All Japan doesn't want to boo Suwama. Yeah. But uh, the matches are what they are. Yes. I don't think they're horrible or anything. They're just sort of there around like three stars. <laughs> um, But uh, the heat, brother. Yeah. And I did like Manabu Soya um, as like fiery baby face. I think that's something where he's like really good at and he can't he hasn't quite been able to show that in Noah because he's kind of a tweener. Yeah. Um so you know so we have that. Keno and Soya will probably be moving on to other mm-hmm. uh opponents like we mentioned earlier. And then uh well we'll see where Suwama's going. Uh, it's sort of obvious. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean... It was a revolution back to evolution. <laughs> yeah, because he's... At, yeah, because Suama said he's actually joined evolution, making him yet another member that has left in return. Yep. Which is all of them except for Nagata. <laughs> Still the newest member. Well, Yusuke, Yusuke Okada has not returned to evolution. No, but I mean all of the current um, members at some point were left evolution yes. only to come back later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in the main event, Yuji Nagata defeated T-Hawk in 22 minutes and 26 seconds. The backdrop hold. Look, this was wrestled really well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it hit that like upper echelon. No. But I liked it. Yeah. And I thought T-Hawk carried himself very well. But I did prefer the Yuji Nagata, uh, the Yuji Nagata, the Shuji Ishikawa title defense. I yeah, that was more better. of a spectacle even, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This one was just a really solid title match where T-Hawk adapted himself to Yuji Nagata's speed, basically. Yeah, for sure. Which he did well. Yeah. You know, he deserves the credit and everything like that. Of course, it was kind of obvious that he was never going to win. Yep. Still puzzled that Great allowed their champion to lose to another company's champion. One thing I'm wondering about here, though, do you think Ishina would have won or lost this match? Because remember, they did that. A, 
because they did that spot where like T-Hawk was like gesturing to like the balcony uh, in Corican where you could Athena, could see Ashino in the sling. And also mm-hmm. they didn't really alter the video package all that much. Because the video package still was like 80% about Chitaro Ashino and then it just kind of tagged on some like T-Hawk stuff in the middle, but then by the end it was about Ashino again, so yeah, I don't know, it, it just got really weird vibes off of all of that. Uh, honestly, I think where they went after the match sort of suggests uh, I think Ashino was going to win because you had a built-in story for that match. Okay. From the Champion Carnival. But do you really think they would have main evented Ota Ward with Yuma Anzai versus Shotaro Shino? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean, I do that's actually. brave. Perhaps. But I think... I think they sort of wanted to see what they could get out of Ashino too. I mean, I guess. I mean, you make a good point. I just think that the Anzai Ashino thing was a built-in story. Because, you know, okay, you and Anzai came out and challenged Nagata after the match. Yeah. Um, and there was a big pop for that and everything like that. So what do what you so, think is chances are? What, are you, what do you think you, the chance of Anzai winning? Yeah. Uh, they're not zero. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they're going to see what they can get out of Nagata because he is a draw. Yeah, and I think it's a mistake to put the title on Anzai this quick. Like, I know he's a super rookie and all of that, but I think you close certain, like, storylines and everything if you make him a champion. Like, we, like, like we've been talking yeah. about with Kaito. Well, like, actually, certain elements, if you look at, like, the Kaito push just in, like, a vacuum and, like, the entire, like, motor story and all of that actually isn't bad if Kaito wasn't, like, a multi-time champion and like has won the like N1 yes. and Global League and all of that and that's what makes the story bad but for example if you tell that exact same story with Yuma Anzai that's a good story but again you run the risk where like you close yourself off to those telling those kinds of stories if you make him a champion right now well uh, I if Anzai were to win I don't think he's the Yuma that gets hurt yeah I think Yuma Aoyagi is damaged by Anzai surpassing him. Yeah. So I, I would rather just yeah. Nagata keeps the belt and then he drops it to Yuma. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what they... Uh, I think that's the September main event. Yeah. At uh, your Yogi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After the, he, wins, he wins the Royal Road and then he beats Nagata. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Anzai, it's Yuma versus Yuma in the finals of the Royal Road. I could definitely see that, yeah. And then Aoyagi wins, beats Anzai, and it beats Agata. Yeah, I think that's actually a good story to yeah. tell. And again, you want, and like right now you're at the stage with Anzai, even if you make him a super rookie, you want to show that, yes, he's better than other rookies, but he's not there yet. Like these other guys are just more oh, experienced, I- like... Better cardio, better situation, just they just are just still better than him. He's close. He's gonna get there really fast, but he's not there yet. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I mean, I expect them to go like 20 minutes and Anzai to get like some big near falls and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's actually something else, like a little later. But yeah, I, I actually have like a point that is talking about exactly that. But like, let's talk about that for the main event of the next show. Okay. Uh, so we move on to the uh, All Japan Charity Mashida event. Return to Origin. Thank you for the 51st anniversary Soul of a King on June 3rd at uh, the Sun Machida Asahi Gymnasium in front of 810 fans. This was the very first venue that All Japan ran in 1972 in October with the main event of Giant Bob and Thunder Sugiyama in a two, uh, versus Terry Funk and Bruno Sammartino in a two out of three falls match that Funk and Sammartino won. Uh, that show claimed 3,500. Yeah. <laughs> in an arena that uh, allegedly can seat 2,880. So. <laughs> uh, and this had 810, which actually is not a bad number for Tokyo because yeah. it's still in Tokyo. And it's like... Not much to the match. I mean, not much to the show other than maybe the top two matches, arguably. I mean, it's 24 people yeah. less than the Triple Crown match, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the venue looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks good on camera because you got the bleachers and you got that sort of tunnel yeah. thing where the, the, the wrestlers come out and everything. They should run an anniversary show there every year, if you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, I mean, if you don't want to like, run like something like Sumo Hall or something bigger like that for an anniversary show, I think this. This just fits really well because again, it is the very first venue. So, and maybe if you put yeah. like something bigger, you know, yeah. that's that's not a bad little, uh, you know, venue size. That's bigger than Corican, yeah. although smaller than Oda Ward. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for a company of all Japan size, that's a a good spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it also depends what the like actual like venue prices, because again, one of the reasons why everyone mm-hmm. runs Corican. And even runs Corican when they draw like 500 people because it's so fucking cheap that like it's still worth it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Like I think the actual like break even price for Corican, I think someone actually calculated it, but like it's not a lot of fans. Like I think you break it even at Corican if you draw like 350 people or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, so for the first match, Dan Tamara defeated Ryo in a way in. Eight, seven minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, this was a good opener mm-hmm. with the Death Valley Bomb. Uh, solid stuff. I really like this. Yeah, I, I actually want to see this go like a little bit longer as well. And I will assume at some point For we're sure. going to get that as well. Because in a way, like uh, I said, he's on, he's on the cusp of getting out of young boy status. Absolutely. Uh, Takao Omori and Yoshitasu defeated Black Mensa <laughs> and Sushi in seven minutes and 45 seconds with the Axe Bomber from Omori on Sushi. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. I mean, you know. I remember Takao Mori getting up after the finish, and that's kind of everything I remember about this match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori defeated Atsuki Oyagi in Rising Hayato uh, with a Muso Isen from Omori in 11.03 with the Muso Isen from Omori on Hayato. This was pretty mm-hmm. good. And it got, you know, it's nice to have, you know, go 11 minutes instead of like 8 or 7. Yeah. And also, again, very clearly shows that, like, Omori is above Juniors now, where he was, like, the guy, like, A, he was in a match with the Junior Champion, but still, like, his team got the win, and he, like, pinned the guy for the finish as well, to show that, like, he's a heavyweight, so he's, like, above these guys now. 
Uh, Meta Busoya defeated Hikaru Sato in eight minutes and seven seconds with the Dando. Um, this was pretty good. Again, you could have had, you'd added a couple more minutes on this one. Mm-hmm. And I think after this one as well, I think Soya said that uh, for the next t- uh, tag title challenge that they should just come to Noah instead. Mm. Okay. I'd have to look at Noah's schedule and see possible uh, locations and stuff like that. We'll see. But, I mean, that's why, you know, access challenging makes sense. Yeah. Um, And then New Japan versus Voodoo Murders. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Satoshi Kojima defeated Jun Saito and Rei Saito in 11 minutes and 25 seconds when Nagata used a backdrop hold on Jun. Paul, I like this. I was fine, yeah. It was fun. I liked it. I mean, you know, you had the brawling in the crowd early on, but I thought the last couple of minutes were good, you know. I really think the Saitos are not spectacular, but they are becoming solid. Uh, so I did really like this, actually. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it was fine. Like I, like, I wouldn't call it anything special. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually did miss parts of the match to be quite honest because i had mm-hmm. uh, uh i had some eggs uh, i was cooking some eggs basically mm-hmm. and they got done in the midst so i missed like about four minutes or so of this because i had to go to the kitchen but like from what i saw it was it was a good match yeah yeah i mean it started off like you know with like I said, crowd brawling, so it's like, okay, well, where's this gonna go? But they really pulled it together in the end, actually. And there was near falls from the Saitos on them and everything like that. Um, I think the God and Kojima should be like a tag team, a regular tag yeah, I'm team. I'm surprised they've never been. I mean, I think Keno versus and Soya versus the God and Kojima would rock. Oh yeah, but if you really want to piss off <laughs> the All Japan Hardcore friends, <laughs> do like a tag title match between the New Japan Dads and Congo. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, and then semi main event, we love Machida special tag match. Shuji Shikawa and Masashi Takeda defeated Ryuki Honda and Yusuke Kodama, making a rare All Japan appearance these days in 11:04 with the reverse U crash from Takeda on Kodama. I thought this was pretty good. Yes. More more um, Takeda on all Japan. Takeda rocks. Yes. I think him and Ishikawa make a good team. Yes. Yeah. Can have like Yes, oh they should challenge Congo and then he can have like a death match. <laughs> Keno would be down, I think. Yeah, he would like light his leg on fire again and just kick someone in the face. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Takeda would absolutely take that spot where he's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to light my uh, I'm gonna light my leg on fire. I'm going to kick you in the chest and Takeda's going to, no, kick me in the I face mean, instead. Muro took that spot. Yeah, he took that kick in the chest, but what I'm saying is Takeda would be like, no, oh. kick me in the face. Oh. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, I think this is just a one-off. Uh, yeah, thing. unfortunately, unfortunately. That was sort of part of... Uh, well, I mean, Takeda's been in all Japan, but sporadically. Yeah, and he's also generally been a junior as well. Because I think he yeah. was like in yeah, the... Yeah, he was in the junior yeah, tag, exactly, was in the tag battle. Junior tag battle. Uh, junior tag battle of glory. But, yeah. Yeah. 
Man, I just really don't get why Big Japan doesn't want to push this guy as, like, the top. Like, I know he's not signed to them, but, like, I'm so weird that they, like, he, they never really went back to him after he had that amazing title reign. Like, I just watched, like, especially the... given the state of the death of... Yeah, exactly, especially. Like, it's, like, Abdullah in there. And, like, I recently watched, like, him versus, like, uh, Tsukamoto, uh, like, which was uploaded on the Big Japan official YouTube channel. I just looked, watched that match again, and I was like, how are you, like, I want how are you like, oh, I want old, broken-down Abdullah Kobayashi as my deathmatch champion, and not this, you know? Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And then, the main event, Return to Origin, Soul of a King, special tag match. Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi went to a time limit draw, 30 minutes, against Suwama and Yuma Anzai. Oh, I forgot to say, um... Suwama came out during the Nagata and Kojima versus Saito's match. Because they were going to put uh, Nagata oh, yeah, and in the body, body bags. Back, yeah. And then Suwama came out to yell at them. Yeah. And then that distracted the Saitos. It's actually, yeah, uh, after the after the tag title match at Korokan as well, they put him in the body bag. And then uh, yeah. Yeah, Ishikawa and, was it Omori came out? Or Yuma, Yuma I don't remember who the other one was that came out for the save. No, I can't remember either now. But, yeah. So that was like a tease. And then, okay, so the main event. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good. I just felt like there was a lot of, like, beating down Anzai for a while. I mean, there was, but the point I wanted to make about this one, where it's like, is what was the final things that happened in the match? It's you, my Anzai. Anzai gave gave the running knees to Kento and Yuma. Exactly. It's Yuma Anzai breaks out of the shutdown suplex. Yuma Anzai gives the knee to Miyahara. Yuma Anzai gives the knee to Yuma Aoyagi. And the one person standing in the... Because Suwama was like somewhere on the outside recovering. Yeah. And the one person standing in the ring as this match was ending was Yuma Anzai with both Miyahara and Aoyagi down. Like, I don't think that's... Like, obviously, that's not an accident. That's very intentional. No. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows. Like, this guy is going to be at the top of the promotion. And it's... I don't think he's winning the title against Nagata, but we're not far away from him winning the Triple Crown. No. But I just hope... Yuma Aoyagi wins it first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And I think they know that as well. Like, I don't think... I mean, we say that. Oh, Japan has done lots of stupid yeah, things yeah, over yeah. the years. But... Yeah, that's why I'm like... It ah. can't be that stupid. <laughs> the fa- no. famous thing said by all Japan fans since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that. Uh, we have a few other notes in the uh, sort of uh, world of All Japan. Evolution held their third show on uh, June 4th at Shinkiba First Ring. Uh, Ryo Mizunami defeated Zones in 1127. That could have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Haruka Yumasaki defeated Sunny in 1107. And Sari defeated Chichi in 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, I would say that that's a lot of good veteran talent to put those women I in. Actually, I actually think, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I think Suri with Chi-Chi, that sounds really good. I mean, Zones versus yeah. Rio as well. Yeah, 
that was probably like a bruising match. Oh god, yeah, no, I I remember like when I was in Japan in 2019, I saw uh, uh, Ryo Mizunami versus um, uh, uh, what's her name again? Um, first AEW Women's Champion. It's uh, shit. Why the fuck did I? Hikaru Shida. No, no, not Hikaru Shida. No. Uh, the former Ace of Gato move. Uh, Riho. Riho, yes, oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, so I saw oh Riho God. versus Riho Mizunami in a singles match uh, at the doc- at the at the dentist office as well. And like mm-hmm. Riho is like she's willing to take some shots. Like like that was a yeah. really hard hitting match. Like you could hear the bone on bone on that one on the like chops from Riho. Like really nasty. So I think that if they had that kind of match, that should be really good. Suri is great. Like I'm happy that she's finally been back from retirement. So, yeah. I mean, not having seen Uh, it, this was probably the best Evolution show. Probably, actually. uh, By that lineup. Uh, So, oh, we touched on the Saitos winning the G-Infinity tag titles. They're defending against Kaz Hayashi and Minoru Tanaka on July 1st at Tokyo Dome City Hall for great, which I assume the Saitos will win. Yeah. By the way, um, pin. is the Gaora TV title just dead? Uh, well, Tanaka defended it in great. So I guess it's just there now? I mean, I'm not against it. Like, it's not the title ever did anything. Uh, just like, oh. Well, great is not on Gaora TV. Okay, that's off. actually weirder than it. Because I was like, because I was like, that was my second. Then is, are they actually on Gaora? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Which is even I mean, weirder because Gaora is heavily involved with Dragon Gate, who really doesn't have a good relationship with Great, so it's even weirder that the Gaora TV title is defended on Great. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Um, yeah, he defended it on March 21st in Great against Quiet Storm. <laughs> oh, and he won it in January. So, I mean, we're due for another defense hopefully soon. Yeah. I could see something in July. I don't know. Maybe for All Japan. Because um, it's not going to be on any of these upcoming shows. Yeah, maybe it's uh, going to be on the big, great Sumo Hall show. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you think about that? Good luck. Uh, <laughs> the best I can say about that. Uh, well, I mean, they have to outdraw the N Innovation show from last year, right? Because if not, that's bad. Yeah. But they they, they got to have something special planned, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean... I mean, you have to have, like, a big challenge for, like, T-Hawk on that one as well, right? Well, first he's got to defend against Soma Watanabe on July 1st. Yes, anyway. Uh, so he were going to have to have a big challenge for T-Hawk on that show. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean... What if Nagata has lost the triple crown by then? Seahawk uh, gets his win back. Not impossible. Not impossible. I mean, unfortunately, that means Anzai has won the triple crown, but. Uh, no, uh, Nagata. Oh, yeah, it's right, because this is. Ju- uh, yes, huh? exactly. He <laughs> could drop it in July. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or you bring um, in the biggest X ever. Axe ever, and uh, you have him. Um, uh, you have T 
T-Hawk versus Kojima. Because obviously Kojima doesn't give a shit and New Japan doesn't give a shit. And that's... I think T-Hawk versus Kojima is a Sumo Hall worthy main event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and also, Kento will be on the July 1st Tokyo Dome City Hall uh, great show. I mean, that also um, would be a Sumo Hall worthy main event, but I don't think all Japan would be like, no. 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 You never know. Yeah. Uh, but I doubt it. Yeah. And then, uh, also, the Aoyagi brothers will be in the Tenru Project uh, United National Tag Title Tournament uh, on the 10th. And uh, the brackets of this tournament, it's only four team. It's in the first round, Masayuki Kono and Yusuke Kodama versus Hideyoshi um, Kamatani and Kazumasa Yoshida. And then Kohei Sato and Sushi versus <laughs> Yuma Aoyagi and, and Atsuki Aoyagi. I wonder who's winning that match. <laughs> uh, so are the Aoyagis winning these tag titles? I could see that because they're very clearly like the only like, I mean, I wouldn't even call them a tag team, but like they're definitely the most high profile people in the tournament at this point. Absolutely. So, because he would probably have to like negotiate with like all Japan who they, I mean, who they look, can even look, lo- lose to here. Kodama. Kodama, a jobber. Yeah. Kazumasu, Yoshida, a jobber. Yeah. Sushi, well, Yoshida's young, but he's like, I don't think, that, I like him, I don't yeah, think it's yeah. fair to call him a jobber, but he's very young, yeah. so he does jobs. Sushi is Sushi, literally a career jobber. jobber. So, I mean, it's it's there. Yeah, there isn't even, like, because, like, Atsuki, yeah. is, the, Atsuki is the junior champion, and, like, they're not gonna let Yuma take yep. falls here. So, like, they actually kind of have no. to win. <laughs> Yeah, I think they will. Yeah. Unless they do like some sort like they can't but no they can't even do a double count out because then it's just the other matches for the titles. That doesn't make any sense either. So yeah, no, they kinda have to win, yeah. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Tenry Project's a nice little company, honestly. Yeah, they've they they've been running like a relatively like regular schedule. So Yeah. If there if there's like a convenient show of theirs while I'm over, like Definitely gonna like try and go to that. Um, and then uh, so all Japan on June 11th in Fukushima, Big Pallet. Uh, we now have uh, Kohei Sato, uh, Rising Hayato, Musashi, and Ryo Inoue versus Dan Tamura, Atsuki Oyagi, Ren Ayabe, and Ojishiba. That could be good. Uh, uh, the AJPW TV Six Man Championship ATM Black Mensura and Takao Mori versus Black Tiger Gorgeous Matsuno and Aizawa number one. Yep. Uh, why? Um, why do they keep blocking this Black Tiger? He's so bad. He's so. He's literally the worst Black Tiger ever. And then. Um. For the All Asia Tag Team titles, in a you know the current Megaton Death a Blast Death Match, Atsushi Oni and Yoshitatsu defend against Hikaru Sato and uh, Ryo Kawamura. Did you see the Which, picture of him on on the match graphic, Kawamura? Looks yes. So weird in that. Looks he looks like he's AI generated in that in that match graphic. 
Yep. So bizarre. Uh, we've got uh, Ryuki Honda and uh, Masao Hanabata versus Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori, which could be pretty good. Here's an interesting one. Suwama and Satoshi Kojima versus Jun Saito and Rei Saito. Yeah. Oh, it was Kojima that came out. It was Ishikawa and Kojima. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is this where, is this where Kojima turns on Suwama? <laughs> I don't think it's impossible, but would they not turn him at a bigger show? Probably. Because I was actually been thinking about that, where like obviously like Wudo Murderers are stacking around, and we were like thinking, mm-hmm. oh, who's gonna be the leader of that? But like, what if it's June? Yeah. You know, like I don't think that's actually unreasonable, like because I think Alderpen sees something in him. Mm-hmm. So like I don't think it's like unreasonable that like June Saito is just the leader of Wudo Murderers. That was weird as that sounds. Nope. And then, uh, but I don't put Kojima turning at zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it was notice- noticeable that he was the one that came out for the save, and that Tsuwama just before the turn alluded to Kojima being in Voodoo Murderers before. Yeah. And then the special singles matches Yuma Aoyagi versus Manabu Soya. That's gonna Which rock. is. Yeah. And which is why I think Kento and Yuma are going to be challenging for those tag titles. And then a Triple Crown Championship preliminary tag match. Yuji Nagata and Yutaka Yoshi versus Kento Miyahara and Yuma Anzai. Some G-Eggs return. That's going to be impressive, Um, though, when Anzai hits the drum and suplex on Yoshi. I assume Anzai's pinning Yoshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look. You you look at this matchup and it's like one of these things is not like the others. Yeah. And then Korkin on June fifteenth, Black Mensa Ray versus Oji Shiba, uh, actually could be good. Yeah. Yoshitatsu and Rising Hayato versus Kataro Suzuki and Yutani. Yeah, it should be fun. But that's also kind of random because it's kind of related to the to the, like the junior title match, but. Like just yeah. by proxy, not directly. Yep. Now we're beginning to get cook here. Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara versus Al Lindeman Yuizuka. Oh, God yes. <laughs> That's gonna rock. Yeah. And then Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Ryuki Honda and Masao Hanabata. Yep. <laughs> and then listen to this one. Yes. Yuji Nagata. Takuya Nomura and Fubinori Abe have got some blue justice astronauts versus uh, Suwama Yuma Anzai and Ryo Inoue. Yes, this is going to rule. This is going to be really fucking good. <laughs> also, give me regular yeah. give me regular astronauts in all Japan. Like, it's so good. So fucking good. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Atsuki. This is not an order. This is how, what All Japan posted. Uh, Atsuki Oyagi versus um, Ishida for the jun- PWF Junior title. Mm-hmm. This is Kaido Ishida. Um, and then we have... 
such a million match card. <laughs> well, I know it's weird because this is like this is such a bizarre effing um thing. Uh, so we've got Satoshi Kojima, Taiyo K, and Kaz Hayashi versus Minoru Suzuki, Naruki Do, and Hokuto Omori. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Does Taiyo K turn on yes. Kojima? And yes, Hayashi? I think I think he's like I think he's gonna because we still haven't gotten a name for the Suzuki, Doi, and Omori faction. So. Is it just a new Gurintai? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shuji Shikawa debut anniversary uh, match part one. Shuji Shikawa, Kohei Sato, and Renai Abe versus Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Kono. Yep, that certainly uh, is a match. <laughs> and then two days later, which is why, what's really bizarre, we go to Odawa Gymnasium, where we have Yuji Nagata versus Yuma Anzai. Suji Shikawa, Violent Giants reunite for the Suji Shikawa 20th anniversary debut match number part two. Suji Shikawa and Suama versus Strong BJ, Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okubayashi. Paul, does Okubayashi do the job here? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, especially with his, like, hiatus announcement, he's absolutely, he's eating, like, a Fire Thunder Driver or a Brack Drop, and, like, he's absolutely the one getting pinned here. And uh, now we've got Gurintai versus Voodoo Murders. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, Taiokea, and Mazada versus Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Toshizo. Good lord. <laughs> it's also like, again, I wonder oh. who's taking the pin in this one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it is sort of... And we have, okay, so where was I? Okay, we've got Sunny and Chi-Chi versus Mayumi, Ozaki, and Maya Yukihi. That could be a ton of fun, actually. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, we've though, got Dan so Tamara. Need to deduct some points for that. No. Well, yeah. But I think it'll be a good match. Yeah. Um, and then we have Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara versus Takuya Nomura and Kazumasu Yoshida. I mean, that should be fun. Uh, listen to this one, Paul. Hmm? Yoshitatsu versus Naruki Doi. <laughs> That's a fire pro random match. <laughs> Doi's got to win, right? I mean, in theory, but he's a junior, so... I feel like they give Doi a win over a heavyweight to placate him. I mean, okay. Logical brain says... Yoshitatsu is winning because it's a heavyweight. Naruki Doi, massive Naruki Doi fan brain says Doi beats Yoshitatsu, and not just does he beat him, he like squashes him in like two minutes. But mm. <laughs> we'll see. I, 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 I like I, like I said, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be an optimist, and I say yeah, Naruki Doi beats Yoshitatsu. In what is absolutely a legitimate worst match of the year? thing we've got Toru Washi, Carbell Ito, and Itsushi Onida versus Black Mensa Ray, Black Tiger, and Great Tiger. Oh no, not and I don't know wait, wait, who's Great Tiger in this case? Well, Paul, I'm looking at him and it looks like it's 
Paul, if you ask me who that is under the mask, I'd tell you it's Giotto. Oh, no. Which is not impossible. Because there was a great tiger, like, ages ago that had, like, a couple of matches in all Japan. And I think that was Takayama. But obviously it's not this case. I'm not joking. If you go to the match graphic on their website, I swear to God that's Giotto under that mask. Why? It's got the goatee. Okay, now I know. Now I know. I just quickly <laughs> let me see. Okay, on the front page, the all card announced June seventeenth. Okay, no, 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 I can't actually because Firefox is like you need to restart to keep using Firefox. So that that's gonna okay. take a long. Okay, but I I swear it's Jado under that mask. Oh no, that sounds awful. Why? Hey, let me. Can I upload it in our uh, yeah, Slack chat? Yeah, just just put it in the Slack chat. Oh, no. <laughs> that might be the one person that is, like, actually worse than the current Black Tiger. Because okay. Shadow has uh, been good in, like, no. long... This always makes for dynamic audio, but here it is. Let me see. It's loading. Okay. Look at that. Okay, yeah, that is Shadow. <laughs> That is Jado, right? Yeah. Like that's either Jado or Kanemaru, and I don't think it's Kanemaru. <laughs> no. What the fuck? If he comes up with a Kendo stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is really random. What the fuck? Yeah. And then uh, finally we have Hokuto Mori, Ryo Inoue, and Ryuki Honda. Ver oh, sorry, second last. Ryuki Honda versus Satoshi Kojima, Yutaki Yoshie, and Osamu Nishimura. So a battle of generations here. Yeah. I mean, and then should be uh, better than like announced... this abomination I have in front of me right now. Yeah. And then just announced Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Hayato. Ooh. I mean, that's got. Oh, be that's gonna great, rock. Right? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing, though. Um, I think that match would actually be better if it was in Shinkiba. Yes. But I think it's still going to be good in Ocho but, but what do you think this match, this show draws? Because you got a lot less New Japan Noah drawing power on the undercard. And you don't have Naito. I mean, you just have the dads. What did they draw again for the last one? 2,400. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna get there, but do we think they? They, I think they still have a chance to break two thousand, though. Mm, I'm gonna say if they can do high two thousand or high like eighteen, nineteen hundred, I think that will be good. Yeah, I think that's a fine, but I, I think mean... they, I think there is a chance though. Yeah. And you know what, I might oh and I don't even think I mentioned it because we had talked about it, but of course Nagata versus Anza. Yes. <laughs> the triple yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I mean we talked about like what we think the outcome for that is, but what would what do we think for like match quality of that match? Um I think it'll be good. Mm -hmm. I mean Nagata will want to make the kid and Anza will want to work hard. I mean this is a callback to like Anzai's like this is Anzai's debut match. <laughs> yes, it is. 
So like did like that's actually like probably like the first time Anti can do like callback spots. Yep. So I I I am going to be interesting how they're gonna structure this. I'm pretty confident in the quality of this match. Yeah. Um because Nagata gave Anzai like a lot in that debut match as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean Anzai's serious. I mean he you know, I mean, he, you know, I'm not saying he's like fully uh, fleshed out pro wrestler, nope. but like he does a lot of social media stuff and everything like that. Like he's building a fan base, no question. Yeah. And I, I don't remember who it was that said like, as I already had like a really long checky line after the show, which is. Oh, really yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, there's been a couple people in the, the VOW Discord that have been to Japan. Yeah. And all Japan shows in the last couple of months. And yeah, he, he's he's got a fan base. Absolutely. Because again, as we were talking about earlier with like Oleg Bolton, yeah, Yuma Enzo is very much the opposite of that, right? He has that look that is really popular in Japan right now. Absolutely. Does Anzai come out with like highlights and new tights? Ah, no, no, no. I, I do think it's too early for him to move on from, from the black tights. I, I actually, to be quite honest, I actually low-key would leave him in the black tights perm as his permanent look. I think that actually works really well for him. Cause it, cause he, I think it does too. Because he does do like a bit of like a throwback thing with like the jumbo knee and everything. I think if he kind of stays with that look, that actually works for him. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, so that's that. But I think he gets a new shirt. Any final... <laughs> any final thoughts on uh, this uh no like i said on the, the only the only thing where i'm like i think it's a mistake to put the title on anzai but we'll see what all japan does here yeah we'll see uh, i don't think he's winning he just has to have like a good showing and take nagata to the limit exactly you know kick out of some big moves get nagata to kick out of some 2.9s and that's all you need yeah i think he actually i think he gains more by losing than I think he loses more by winning than he would uh, by losing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure Nagato... No, Nagato has had to structure a match to, you know, make this guy look like a threat, yeah. but still, you know, win and everything. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. All right, so next uh, episode in a couple of weeks, we'll be back because we've got all these big shows to review. We've got an All Japan Korokin, All Japan Oda Ward show, and then that uh, big Noah show in Nagoya. So for Paul Avash, I'm Gerard Shiro, and we'll see you in two weeks. Hi, my name is Tyler Fornis, and I am the co-host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hunky here on the Voice Wrestling Podcasting Network. Every week, my co-host Fred Moreland and I discuss all the happenings of all elite wrestling and everything going on in the universe of Tony Khan. We talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and we will talk about Collision when the time comes as well, along with all the appearances outside of AEW from all the best talents in all elite wrestling. This is one of the more cohesive wrestling companies in the entire world, and we discuss every intricacy about it, including the unique booking of Tony Khan that is both a huge positive and a major detriment. Check us out every single Thursday here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.